One, two, is this on? Boys are back with a brand new episode, the Nintendo 64 episode, <laughs> with the live hot take as usual. Summertime ain't no blues. We out here rocking and cocking out here. We got the three boys, the hottest boys in town. Nonetheless, we got Silkman himself, Money Malk. Hey, yo. And Teddy Lucy always looking some fly all the time. Yo, yo, yo. Yes, indeed. And you got the man himself with the golden voice and the beard of a god. Welcome to the Go Home Show, episode 64, Shining and Brian. <laughs> I like it, though. 64, episode 64, still ain't canceled. Never lost yet. Never lost. It's all about the game and how you play. We got a new regime. The game is back at the helm. And uh, surprisingly, out of the nowhere, we got the Vince McMahon retirement. <laughs> That's, Which, that's, that, I mean, that's that's how they spinning it. That's how they spinning it. But it was, it, at the same time, if we knew it was coming, I think this was the perfect time for it to happen. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, I think know. so. I think it was just more of like the the shock of it. Because as a as a wrestling, no matter how long you, whenever you got into WWE, except for like maybe the weeks ahead. It was always Vince McMahon running the show. Yeah. So, but that was the thing. You always, always wondered, like, when, when will be the day that WWE or WWF would not be run under Vincent Kennedy McMahon? And now we're, we're about to get that answer. And it's kind of, it's like uncharted waters. It, it's, um, it's definitely a, like, it's a weird sense. Um, because I don't think I would have ever really seen the day. I'm going to be honest. Like, I probably would have thought that the day Vince McMahon wasn't running the ship would have been probably the day he passed. I would have said the same way. I, I yeah. think a lot of people thought of it like, this is what it's going to happen. The man is 77 years old. He's been in total, complete control of the company for about, what, 40 years. Um, countless hours. Um, uh, I'm pretty... Yeah. I think a lot of people have said, it's like, what is Vince going to do now? Yeah. I mean, he's been... Let's be honest. He's not only been controlling WWE; he's been controlling the whole wrestling world. Yeah, he, he pushed out the territory. You know, mm-hmm. he got rid of WCW. Well, WCW got rid of itself, but you know, <laughs> um, that is exactly what it was. Same thing with ECW. Um, ECW couldn't just they they, they couldn't pay the light bill. Yeah, you know, he was at one point helping them pay the light bill. Um, 
you know, TNA, you know, they had they they run, but you know, they shot themselves in the foot too. They still running. They Yo. still running, but they 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 had a they had a bigger, broader thing going on before. I know what you mean. Yo, um, TNA is the epitome of an underdog. Like, I, they got shot nine times, and somehow they still breathing and smiling. Hey, like I said, they did wrestling cockroach. They never leave. <laughs> and they they going they going strong because right now TNA is there. They're back on the rise again. Yeah. Um. You know, Vince, even the stuff that happens, like, outside of TV, like, all the wrestle cons and all that stuff that's built around when WWE do events, as we're going to see this weekend, you know, that's that's built off him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of mixed reactions, uh, you know, over this. I think you have those who I think really, you know, just trying to take the time to really appreciate what Vince Dunn's, has done um, in general, not just from WWE, but just from the business part of it. Um, some are just like, it's about time the old man had to retire. He's ruined wrestling. I'm just like, all right, calm down, you fucking mark. No. <laughs> um, because in my opinion, wrestling would not have been where it is now than what it was if it would have stayed how it was back in the uh you know the golden era when it was all territories and people felt like hey this is the way people thrive and I was like no like this man put professional wrestling on on a different stage than what many other people have in you know envisioned. If it would have stayed like that it would have been like all right you're doing interpromotions everyone would have had their uh, their own uh, streaming channel or, or, or some sort of service, and that's it. But to put it at a level where I think also financially you'll be able to put out a product, make it international, which wasn't really a thing uh, 30 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, you, he's made it um, an experience. And yeah. as, and as much as some things have been short sighted at times, and you disagree, you always there's a lot of uh, touch touch of Vince moment that you're like you know what? Imagine if that never happened. You know yeah. where we, we wouldn't be where we are um, without WWE. Um, how it is? Um, I don't think um, we wouldn't have. Even till today, we wouldn't have AEW. Yeah, because in a, in a weird ass sense, like, like how wrestling, just like especially like the history of like WWF at the time, like how so many events, if you take it away, could just like a butterfly effect. Yes. So literally, like, if the whole fucking screw job doesn't happen, you don't get the invention of the Mister McMahon character, which no. I think also. Elevated wrestling to new heights along with Austin. We wouldn't, we would like, we would not have uh, Vince McMahon, you know, coming down with it, you know, with the ECW championship and the silk, and you know, like, we wouldn't have, (laughs) but no, I I think, I do think his character, his character probably is one of the most integral parts of wrestling because you know, I think it also gave off a realism because we never saw a wrestling authority. Be nah. on air while also blurring the lines like he did at the time. Nah. Also during the time of no social media and internet like that. Yeah. Where you can maybe work somebody 
if they're only just tuning in once a week rather than like getting updates on their phone from Twitter or something. It was. It was that it was the work. That that character also for the past twenty five years saved his perception, saved him perception wise. Because a lot of people it blurred the lines, is this real really him or not? So when all, all these allegations that came out, especially after like the new ge- during that new generation era with the steroids and all that, and then he came with this character. So every time something happened with Vince, now it's like what they say, Vince. That's just Vince being Vince. Yeah. All I think we said like a couple episodes ago was when he fucking blew up and everybody thought yeah. he died. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Like everything that happened with the character, like blowing up and all. Just like every time something happens, it's like, oh, well, it's Vince. Like when this scandal came up, we was like, oh, that's Vince being Vince. Yeah. And it was it was more of like, hey, when that when that whole thing happened, he tried to kill himself twice. I remember when they were doing the the winning uh, a million bucks, and the whole Titan Tron thing fell on him, and everyone was just like, oh, what, what what happened? We don't know. Um, but it was more like they're teasing, and and he Vince, I think at that time wanted to. He wanted to kill the on-screen Vince McMahon character, not that was that was supposed to be it. Yeah, because you know what? Also, what it was because the Vince McMahon character, as we called it, Integral, he played off the stars of that time. Yeah, the yeah. Triple the Stone Cold, the Rocks, the Kane, the under, even the, un, even the fucking lower mid card people yeah. were were able to bounce off and play off that Mr. McMahon character so well. Yeah, even to this day, you seen what happened just two weeks ago when he went on SmackDown. You, the allegations came out. It was like, oh, how are people gonna react? They heard no chance, and that's all it was saying. That's all you need. And everyone who was like, oh no, why is this old man still on TV? I beg to differ. When you have over ten thousand people in an arena, still screaming, still singing over your um your entrance music, that speaks very high volume. So anyone who's talking shit. I'm like, oh, I hate Vince McMahon. I hate WWE. Like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Because the reality was, if it really wasn't for that man, professionally. We all, all, everybody, like you said, professionally, wrestling-wise, we probably all wouldn't be doing stuff. Like, companies wouldn't be created. Podcasts wouldn't be around. Who knows what he, who, and even to even go Tony Khan will probably just be like a Jaguars, yeah, and not analytics even, person because TK was TK was a huge wrestling fan. This is what he watched. Yeah. If it never happened, who knows if we would still even be watching wrestling or having this he's, conversation? He's, he's, the, he's the last of the old guard, the last. Yeah. I was gonna say, well, also with Vince McMahon, I think the timing was. Like you said, they saw the heat. They was like, all right, this ain't going away. But they was like, you know what? Maybe go away for a little bit so maybe you can get your flowers before God possibly, like, you know, like, like Judgment Day comes a-calling. No no fun, no pun intended. <laughs> well, I felt some type of way where when the allegations first came out and they were like, oh, what's going to happen? And we saw, we heard Vince is still going to be running the stuff as, a, as head creative and booker. But he's going to step down um, for the meantime as, um, as chairman and CEO and Stephanie, who was all about, like, I'm going to take some time off, me and my mans and, and, and the kids. We gonna- I wonder if that was a work now. I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think that would work. No. I think. Like, she was serious, that- serious, but then the allegations, and she was like, yo, Stephanie. I, I think, um. 
you know, we've seen the smear campaign on Stephanie. They they was trying to dog Stephanie. Um, but at the end of the day, the board, the board wasn't smearing us, but you had probably Vince cronies that you don't like. The Stooges, yeah. Yeah, because you all know, as you know, as reports just came out in a few days, you know, Triple H and Stephanie, they don't like a lot of Vince cronies. So yeah. they probably throwing this shit to the dirt sheet. Well, she wasn't really good at her job. Well, she was going to say, Kevin Dunn, pack your bags. And the board is looking like this. All right, Vince is going to step down. And you think about the other people that are still around. Who makes more sense from a PR standpoint to run the company? Seth. Definitely. She's a woman, first of all. Steph was already out going all over the country, doing a whole bunch of deals. Yeah. Everybody loves Stephanie. People in the locker room love Stephanie. Um, all the partners love Stephanie. She's like McMahon too, so you still got the McMahon name just in case people feel like, oh, well, what are we gonna do? Well, are we gonna still have a relationship with WWE? Yeah, because yeah, you know, you know, you know those board people like who gonna run the company? And yeah, so it and, makes. And she's basically has had almost every job, right, you know, in the WWE. Yeah, she's kind of like the stick McMichael. Cause she started out like backstage, like running. I know she said she started off like running coffee and shit. Like you said, like literally, pretty sure like every job she, she has modeling, done. She was modeling t-shirts uh, before WWE had a shop. You got well, the magazine. Yo, you're not lying. Cause I did pick like one random pay per view. I th- I don't know why, and it was dead ass Stephanie like yeah. modeling like some WWE merch like back in the day with like the tofu number and shit. Yeah, like hey, call one nine hundred. Oh hey, you want to talk to our wrestlers? Why don't you log on to AOL.com? Like, yeah, that's yeah. that was like, Steph's been around the game since she was a kid. Yeah, they've been training. She's been, she's been trained for this for like almost 40 years. Yeah, she, she was she owned ECW, she was a SmackDown general manager. I mean, she was on the, the tech, <laughs> she was on the head writing team at the peak of. Yeah, what a lot of people think is you know, creative wise for WWE doing SmackDown. Yo, that 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 time was. Was the time when she was running? You had Paul Heyman at the time, who was head of creative. You had Freddie Prince Jr., who was one of the writers at the time. Like SmackDown was popping back then. Yeah, so she she definitely was qualified to do this. And then you see, as soon as the reports came, Stephanie was gonna be the um, chair board woman. You know, a lot of people in the locker room, two thumbs up. Yeah, it was like that's fine with me. You know, it is what it is. Unfortunately, with Vince. You know, he got did just like Al Capone. Al Capone had tax evasion. Yeah, he had a bezelment. They're just like, we can't cash this motherfucker. But the money's I, always gonna get you. But my question was like, again, and I think we said this in the last podcast. How this, how the fuck did this this shit came out? Like all of a sudden, came out to light very randomly. Like you just had somebody just randomly look through the books and was like, hey, what are these three million dollars for? What is this for? I'm trying to count. And then all of a sudden, now you got the SEC on his ass talking about, it. <laughs> oh, well, well, technically, like, all these payouts, these should have counted at expenses, not personal. And I was like, but, like, at well, the end of the day, like, what the fuck is the SEC, the, the SEC ain't, the SEC ain't going to do shit but give you a fucking fine. No, nah, but, but that goes to that question you said, like, who was the person in the company that leaked this? And that was definitely in-house. It definitely was in house. That shit ain't gonna come out out of nowhere. You try your best to bury that shit as best as possible. Was it Shane? My nah, I, I knew, I knew who was. I know who it was. Who? 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 It was Ricochet. Ricochet, I'm down. <laughs> Ricochet had the book. Um, <laughs> but like, 
yeah, you know, that goes to show you, right? Somebody definitely, somebody definitely close to him definitely leaked that. It could have been either Nick Khan, Triple H. But Stephanie? Yeah, it was Stephanie. Like, it was Tom. Damn, somebody, somebody snitched. Someone, like, that's just wrong. I mean, somebody corroborated with the feds and went, like, yo. That's like, this is like when you're trying to get your parent or your grandparent to go to the uh, retirement home. And them motherfuckers just don't listen. And then you just got to do some slick shit to get them in. Like, it's like Mama Tony was trying to get his mom in the retirement mm-hmm. home. He was doing any type of stunt. And they got him out of there. They they got him out of here. I knew as soon as that they said the CEO um, chairman shit stepped down, he was not gonna, never going to get that back. Even if he stayed on creative. Oh, Vince, well, once he stepped down from that CEO title? He was never going to get that back. No. Especially when they had re-advised that whole rape story in um, the New York Times. Like, nah. But regardless of not, like, Vince, is, Vince still holds majority of the... Okay. Uh, of the stocks. Of, of the stocks. He owns majority of the company. So regardless of not whether... Whatever happens to him, like, whatever happens really with the company when it comes to certain voting, like, he's he's going to get final say regardless whether he steps away from that. It's going to be like, hey, you know what? Let's take it from here. I just I just really found... I felt some type of way. It's like, so the allegations come out. You are here coming out on Raw and SmackDown doing these uh these very random uh spots, but the moment that like, you're like announcing on uh, your retirement, it's all over ESPN, every major news um, media. Yes, everywhere. And, Not and, yeah, because they sent out a press release to yeah. every, every media. And yeah. I, we we don't we don't get to see Vince one last time. Nah. Like, do we do we get an induction ceremony? Like. They didn't, they didn't even want him to come out when he made that SmackDown appearance. They was begging him not to do that. He was just like, fuck that shit. I got to promote Tons. That's, that's, that's exactly what he said when he went to the back. They said the first thing he said when he walked to the back, fuck them. Fuck them. It's true. It's his show. And I will tell you this right now. Did, did, did the ratings lie? No. Because there was a that SmackDown when, uh, you know, everyone's like, okay, so he's coming out. This is the announcement that's being made. That shit jumped up over three million views. That hasn't been done in quite some time. Everyone stuck in and everyone got cock teased for those like five minutes. And then he comes back out on Raw, does the same thing, promotes, does a song and dance, promotes John Cena's 20th anniversary. And everyone was so hyped. Ratings went up. It's like, what can we, what's going to happen? And we get nothing. So it's kind of like, okay. So we're doing the retirement, and regardless of not, like I, I'm sorry, like let's, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Vince is a dirty pervert. He's a dirty old man." <laughs> I mean, like, can 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 we all just all did y'all not watch the Attitude Era? Yeah, like <laughs> like this. Oh my God, Vince McMahon. Like, oh, have you guys nasty? Not, have you guys not heard the storylines that this man has pitched? Well, like, well, like I said, the reason that all that would have been. Cool, well, not cool, but everything would have been still flowing. But when you got money in the picture, yeah. But are we all surprised? The money's gonna do you in. Like, are are we all generally surprised that Vince got popped for for indecency? Like, I'm. I just looked at this as kind of like knowing that you have um 
a child and they come out to, you know, coming out the closet and you're just kind of like, bro, we knew this a while ago. You're just making this shit official tissue. That's like, what I'm saying. It's it cool. was, it was, it'll be we, we shown on it. segments on like TV where he'd be yeah. like, like Candace Michelle, you got to do something for your job or yeah. touch me or something yeah. like that. That's what I said. The Mr. McMahon character was great for him perception wise. Yeah. He came up with the Katie Vick um, segment, which is oddly, it's as sick as it is. I thought it, for me, that's kind of like one of my highlights. It's the most hilarious shit ever. Um, there was at one point I remember he pitched the line where uh, Stephanie was when when Stephanie was pregnant the first time. They want they they were trying to do this whole incest uh, storyline. Oh yeah, Stephanie dubbed mm-hmm. it. Dubbed it. She was like, "Okay, if it's not gonna be me, how about you do it with Shane?" It's like, bro, this ain't happening. Like enough of this shit. Yeah, that would have been too wild. I think I think that shit that came out, my mom would have said, nah, no more wrestling for you, bro. She's just nah, like, you going to church, baby. <laughs> yeah, I remember Stephanie talking about that. She was like, yeah, that's that's a dub. <laughs> like, there was um, there was a lot of stuff. I think even um, there's been even some more stuff recently that they were like, yeah, yo, that ain't going to fly right now. We're in the PG era. We, we, we can't, we can't, we can't have that. You know, but then it's kind of like you, you kind of in in a in a really sick fucking way. You kind of want to get those like out of these uh, out of the world edgy. It's like okay, let's let's give me something that's juicy, something I'm gonna be invested. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we we don't get that anymore. And hopefully, we'll see what happens ever since they change um, going from TV PG to TV PG fourteen. Well, it's it's not officially changed yet. It's um I don't know if that was the case for for this past raw. Nah, they it's it's supposed to be changed. They've been talking about this for, for a while now. Yeah. Even before the whole Vince stuff, like that they wanted to do the change, they just didn't get to do, I guess, because of COVID and all that stuff. But um I don't know. I, I think they probably gonna do this probably around the draft or something like that. I think Yeah, because they also gotta let um they gotta let marketers know. Like, yeah, and, this is, and this is not something that when it first got out, this is not something WWE sent to like um, the dirt sheets. This is something that USA Network sent to the yeah. Game. I mean, niggas leaking their own shit. Like, look, we're going back to TV fourteen. I don't know what the fuck them niggas saying. It's I mean, <laughs> it's it's much needed. You know, I I think it'll help a lot more. Like, it's it's a it's a change of pace. I think it's um it's needed. I think all the stuff that we have going on is going to be... Yeah, because you know what I think WWE just got too clean cut. It just got too samey and just sanitized. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's not... And you got to look at it from the point of it's not all creative's fault. You kind of... You have to work within a confine and... And they also had to work after two two big big profile deaths. Yeah, you have that. You, you're working with sponsorships. Like, you're getting reamed out the ass. Like, why was this sold? Why was this era? I remember uh, the time where they tried when uh, when Roman stepped out, and they tried to mention something about like uh, his cancer, and the, when he was battling through leukemia, they were like, "Oh, you can't do that." <laughs> oh, you saw my one on Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, like they were just like, "Oh no, you can't, you can't do that, you can't say that." And I was just like, "Bro, like this is why we can't." We can't do shit. Why well, we can't get a proper wrestling angle? Because sometimes you need you need the deep cuts. 
Yeah, we we living in this uh like everybody got to be politically correct. Everyone has to be included. Everyone is gonna get a fucking offended. The guests be, be like, don't watch. If you know what this product is, like, don't watch. Be like, I'm offended. I'm gonna call the 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 writers and the network and let them know so I can. <laughs> I'm about to say you about to call right to censor. Yo, yeah, this is yo. I I swear to God, and I think I said this like a while ago. This would have right been the perfect time. To bring it back. <laughs> nah, let Triple H hear you, bro. I think if Triple H, I think I think you're right. They should like bring like a little, like a like a a new formation of that group back. Like wait till like things get a little edgy, a little bit more teen mature, and then it's just like okay, everything is going up. You're gonna get the buzz. You're gonna get. Hey, then you can have good. honestly just free ball booking, like you said, like let Triple H this new Triple H ever like <laughs> run off a little bit. And then you can have fucking Stevie Richards like pop up backstage oh. and Triple H. What the fuck you doing there? Like, oh, USA said shit getting out of hand. So, yeah, <laughs> bring, bring Stevie Richards in or, or or bring Ivory in and just like you know, like I'm like this is a perfect time to bring this like short term, like this was the time to do it and and give like a, give a proper 2.0. Um, version and not like some bastard ECW resurrection rebirth type bullshit. Like th- this was a time where they could could have honestly really have have milked it. Imagine if like I would have I would have purposely would have been like you know what I want to work with Sonny Kiss. Bring him over. I got I bring night bring Nyla Rose. I got some stuff for you. We're gonna make money and do it tastefully. Where it's I mean, kind of like you contract. Push, yeah, you, you're pushing the borders a little bit, but at the same time, it's just like let's 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 see how we make this work on both sides. All right, well, we, we, we shall see. Triple H got the book now, um, but I know it, you're, you're not you're gonna see a little bit of a change. But I think um, probably most likely like after SummerSlam. Um, we'll start seeing a little bit more of a, yeah. a different direction being taken. Yeah, because like everything's already booked and shit. Yeah, yeah you can't do a whole overhaul and no one at the one pay per view. No, um, and even then, I, I you know, the, I heard he's been talking like he wants to do. He wants to do something um, big, something out of left field for SummerSlam, but he'll only do it obviously if it makes sense. Whatever that means. Yeah, that's calling. Why, um, he calling TK for Adam Cole. Nah, and we're gonna get into <laughs> we're gonna get into that into that discussion later on. Um, but some people were like, "Oh, they was watching Raw, you know." And a lot of people like Raw this week. They was like, "Oh yeah, like, hold on, nothing didn't change it from you know last week." It was like, "Nigga, you think they just gonna just do a whole like snatch?" Yeah, nah. Thing? Everybody just gonna come with a different character or some. Nah, they, they, just wanted that, they wanted that WCW restart, that reset. <laughs> you like, we still got, they still got two pay per views in the next like thirty days, and yeah, like it's up. not, it's not happening. Like, I, I would, I would, like, when is the draft supposed to take place? What in October? I mean, it usually always takes place around like you know September, October. Yeah, so I would assume like right after they do um, Clash, the the Clash of you know at the castle. I think right after that, I'm pretty sure there's some stuff that's already been booked. Some things kind of have, you know, can't get tweaked along the way, but you can't just like up and dip storylines that doesn't make any sense and just be like, hey, this is like, we're, we're starting a new season. Fuck what happened last season. As of today, we're doing it. It's like, it's not going to happen gradually. 
Yeah, like the Adam Twelve just didn't snap into Adam Twelve. It happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just build it and just kind of like envision it into a, a, a different pace, a different setting. Um, you know, I'm but I'm very curious to see how the Triple H takeover, wink wink, um, really, you know, how how is it, how's it gonna really go? I think a lot of people have been waiting for this for such a long time. We've been waiting for this shit since middle school. Like, we're just like, okay, so, like, we saw what you did in NXT. What now? Like, what are we... And, and, and not everything that works in NXT is going to work on the main road. And that, no, and that's exactly true. This is going to be it's going to be a different landscape now. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people will be, be, be up in arms if we get four hours of NXT on... Yeah. It's going to be completely different. Um... You know, you're you're gonna deal with more of the casual, um, casual fans. Yeah, because um, yeah, they like we said they used they they so used to Vince booking, especially um, like the older WWE like fans. It's kind of like yeah. um, like like you said like an elderly like a like a home. Yeah, like yeah. they they just used to that that type of booking. And I was like, "Hey, you gonna go with Triple H now?" I'm like, "Whoa, hold up! I ain't going with this damn Paul." What's Vince? But, it, it, but it's a good thing that Triple H did work on the Vince, so he knows certain things from a broader stance. Like, I, right, this is what worked because there is stuff that Vince did, did that did work on a broader sense. Mm-hmm. And then we could integrate all the smaller pieces in, especially coming like. Building up the mid card, tag teams. It's gonna. Division. It's gonna take honestly. I want some damn backstage segments in the arena. That's, yeah, that's what that's what they did well. He did well in NXT as well. Backstage segments. Because it was crazy. <laughs> like yesterday, I was going through like a fucking rabbit hole of like late nineties clips. On and it was just backstage, like niggas in the parking lot, niggas by the fucking. <laughs> The stairwell or something like the the when you used to watch wrestling shows, the arena they it felt like they were having like the arena they were in were also like a character. Well, they did do that to a big segment this past role with the Rey Mysterio thing. Okay, yeah. with the whole um birthday party in the back, we have you know we ain't see stuff like that since like the SmackDown days. Yeah, like we haven't like I missed those. Like, even when they used to step out of the arena, like I remember when they used to have like confrontations where it's like somehow you're you're by a lake and someone jumped I forgot was it Edge that jumped it that they got thrown into the Long Island Sound at one point. I know what you mean. And then also too like when they be outside like even if they just take like a step out the break, there will be like a shot like because they've done it before they tested it out. It'll be like a shot of like the arena like highlighting the show like yeah. The, like yeah, I said it just made well. like a sense like it just made a sense. Like the arena was also part of the show because rather than just like a regular thing. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah that that's one of the Triple H's real strong suits. Still, even to this day, they still doing NXT. Mm. Like every, it's like almost everybody's together. It's like you get different segments for even people that's not infused together and stuff like that. Um, but like I'm also seeing and seeing how we have the the new regime because. You have all those assholes from Corano, um, Johnny. Wait, no. Wait, hold on. Corano got clipped two years ago. No, I know, but you got to remember, he was part of he he was part of the the, the Vinnie Mac circle. Yeah, yeah. After he was just like, "Yo, you getting your shit in a trash bag on some Tommy Boy shit?" Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
like there were there were certain the people they're they're not there anymore. They're on some like they they're clipping everybody like good fellas. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin done it done, son. And that's, that's the I'm main thinking. one for me. Once he goes, I might come back. Nah, he's gone. Triple H, somebody just posted a clip earlier of like when Stone Cold first had like the skull sessions shit yeah. on the network. And Triple H is like one of his first interviews. And then like they like wrapping up the interview and like speaking in Austin's ear, like, yeah, yeah, you gotta wrap this up. And then Triple H is like, well, who's telling you to wrap up? And he's like, Kevin Dunn. He was like, he gave them, gave Austin that look like, like, I hate this motherfucker. And then he said, yo, he's acting like I don't got no stroke in this company. He was like, we finish when I'm done. Yeah. Like, he does not like him. Stephanie does not like Kevin. Oh, a lot of people. I remember he was a, he was a big advocate. I was like, bro, you just, uh, you, you stay behind the truck. He wanted, uh, he, he said he was annoyed, I remember, at Becky Lynch's voice. He's like, I hate her accent. I hate how she talks. Quote on quote, she wasn't attracted enough to be a champ. Yeah, she's 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 annoying. I don't look how that turned out. Never often, and that's not the first time. It's it's happened several times uh, through a lot of uh, you know talent. different talent, and that regime is pretty much gone now. The way now it's legitimately like what like, you do. Like Bruce Pritch is lucky enough to stay where he's at to got to to keep a job like. Yeah, and I don't think Bruce is staying long either. We'll see. Like, I, I, it's it's I. Bruce Pritchard for me is kind of like he's a swing boat. He's just like you know what, Bruce can be what we want Bruce to be. That yeah. is true. That could because if Triple H is like, yo, you stay on here, but you going but what? What I? Yeah. You know, say. <laughs> like yeah. I would love to. I would love to see. Paul Heyman back in creative. Oh, speaking of Paul Heyman today, doing some slam tryouts in Nashville. Uh, Big E and Paul Heyman was with Triple H. Big yeah. E? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were doing uh, tryouts in Nashville for like two days, I believe it was. Because I don't, at the, even though Triple H got the book and, you know, Wallace, I just don't think from a health standpoint, like I don't know if he's because yeah, he also he, just coming back from fucking heart failure. Yeah, to be running Raw and SmackDown. Like somebody's gonna have to be like, I I trust him enough to run SmackDown or Raw. One of the books, like he could run one of the shows and somebody else running the other show. And that could possibly be Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's on SmackDown with Roman. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean. I said last week, my mom told you, T, I said some changes was happening before the announcements. You did say that. I heard that they already, as we've seen, they locked up a deal with Logan Paul. And they about to lock up a deal with Jake Paul, too. Um, There's been talks. Um, <laughs> The fucking, the, the Paul boys? The Paul yeah, boys. Uh, oh, God. There's been talks. Um. That um yeah, cause people was wondering like, oh well, what's gonna happen with NXT? It was like, no, HBK, yeah, made sure that his boy is running NXT. Yeah. Um. Um. There was some merch problems. People had you know problems about merching. Um, with the um live events, a lot of people was complaining about the merch. Yeah. Definitely said nah. Oh, what's, I got what's wrong with it? Uh, like the quality? No, no, no quality <laughs> or like certain pe- just certain people not having their stuff yeah. at the arena. Because if you've been to, if you go to some of these events, it's the same people that have their merch. 
it's like, oh, I this, I yo, this sword is hot. Like, I want to get it. Do you guys have it? It's like, no, you got to go to the shop to get it. Like, you can't get it at <laughs> yeah, the too. arena. And it's happened. It's happened a lot. Yeah. So Stephanie's like, say less. We own it. Um, they also had a meeting like before Raw. Triple H had the talent meeting, letting everybody know like, you know, this is, like this is this is different change. Like you know, people have problems in the past where they try to speak to Vince, they didn't get back to him in time. Be like, nah, none of that shit is happening going forward. Yeah. Um. Or hands on deck, whatever you need. They was talking about you know Stephanie, Triple H, Nikon. You know the big three. They shit's changing up. Yeah. They're like, we want to have, like, they want to be able to be reachable and accessible to to all talent. And when Triple H was down in NXT, he made sure he made himself available as much as possible, even if it was like cre- on the creative part with, uh, with with specific talent. Like, hey, like, um, you know, I'm like, he would just give him little tidbit notes, like, hey, you know, like, try working on this, let's do that. Like he was very, um, very hands on when it came on to helping the development of characters, especially after Dusty passed. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to make sure, like, okay, I want to be able to help you just reach that that next level, and you know, in terms of you know talent, obviously. And um, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. Obviously, we know what a lot of fans um, want to know. And I and I know for a fact it's probably gonna happen. You know we're gonna get we we're gonna get Trin and we're gonna get Mercedes back somehow. <laughs> Yo, we had we had to put that in the group chat. Like when news broke, yeah, that the man with three H's was taking over. After like a couple of hours, I was like, whoa, hold up, that might mean Mercedes yeah. might not be Jacksonville down like every like yeah. even I thought she was. She and she was in Boston on Friday when SmackDown was in Boston too. Nobody like she was there with Bailey. Yeah. So I don't know if they had a secret meeting. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. No Bailey to throw out numbers. Um. But yeah, it's, before we got on, they was already reporting. PWI was reporting that they already reached out to Sasha and Naomi. Um. To like try they're to trying to, they're trying to reconcile. I think it's if, yeah, because you're going to go on, on the new management. It's the time when you're like, we need to make sure we get these ladies on board. Yeah, because they didn't get fired. They're still suspended. Yeah, because um, it, show, it shows good faith in the locker room. It shows that yeah. things things will change. And yeah. plus, WWE, Vince or no Vince, does not want to see Mercedes be an AEW star. Yeah, um, that's a fact. Um, Another report, because a lot of people was like, well, uh, you know, Adam Cole this, Adam Cole that. But a lot of people that got fired recently that didn't go to another company might be coming back. Hell yeah, they made yeah. old shit. Yeah, um, that's true. One of the main names, Johnny Gargano. He will be in Nashville this weekend as well. He's doing a signing. So yeah. coincidentally, he's um who knows? Um uh, there's been talks about Dakota, Tegan Knox. Um got it was a good 10, 15 people that got clipped. Yeah. That, there's already been calls been made. Almost. And the same thing, you know why this is happening? Because we said this too when um Vince and his cronies was getting was exterminating Triple H and his vision. Yeah, a lot. Like, all of these people also, we, we said it, it's resources and it's time. Like, and it, it would have been wasted if 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 they would have just like went out the door and never came back. 
like like all these all the time like they've been spending in PC trying to get all those people like you mentioned better. Yeah. Just to have Vince or somebody like, ah, you too small. We ain't doing nothing for you. Just go somewhere else. Triple H was like, yo, that was like my fucking three, four years down there. Bro, the fact when 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 Triple H had to leave um the company when he was out on leave, all that shit. When he went, no, he wasn't on leave, he was on exile. He was like, I was like, damn, they giving him the curtain call treatment again. And he yo, really remembers all of that. Yo, they clipped like they clipped that black and gold like to the core. Everyone that was there, like because Triple H basically had everyone who he wanted to bring up, you know, when that when that move did happen. He's like, I have people in place, we got talent good to go, we set for the future. We good. Yeah. They got rid of even people that work backstage, like them. They got they got rid of um a lot of Stephanie's people yeah. that work for her at the office. They were like, Oh, we we don't want to go ahead and we don't want to sign um external talents that are not WWE because their thing was like, Well, it didn't work. You guys lost to AEW. It's like, yo, this is during COVID. And it was a very tricky, tricky time. It's like, yeah, let's let like let's let's not Throw stones in glass houses when SmackDown and Raw were doing. And you're comparing your B show to a company's new A show. Yeah, like you, you can't do that. Like, yo, a SmackDown and Raw was fucking sticking the shit up. Like ratings were terrible across the board from every wrestling promotion. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Triple H he, last summer around this time, you know, a lot of people was talking shit. You know, he got heart problems with it, and he remembers all of that. Yeah, this guy's a competitive guy. You know, he stayed down, and he built, and he waited, and now he back up. That's it. He back he, up. He's super up. He's super up, man. This time, even they somebody posted a picture earlier during the whole. I was trade. wondering. So for I know they're moving offices, but is Vince still keeping an office with that big T Rex head? I'm not um, sure. I don't know. Because sure. I was one, I was thinking that Triple H or Steph might move in there. Well, they have their own. They have their own office, so it doesn't really. But I know, I, I know if they want Dad's office because you know he ain't working anymore. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know Triple H's office that he has like cameras like that's like that's uh that's always recording twenty four seven in the PC. Mm-hmm. He was always like if he was if he was down in he was up in Connecticut, and he'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna be down in Florida and like. Uh, five hours. I'm going to be there later this afternoon, have the guys work out. But he'll he'll look at when, when guys were, uh, or the girls were doing some matches, looking at some stuff. He will he'll be looking at the screens and he's just like... Okay, yeah, I remember he had, he had the fucking Scarface um, set up. Yeah, he had the whole setup. He was like, I'm not there, but I'm always making sure that if, if they're telling me, hey, check this out, look this out, I'm looking at the feed. And he's out here writing notes. He's like, I'm, I'll be there this afternoon. No problem. He flies on the the, the private jet. He What's that like? Like two hours to to Orlando, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe less. He's on some like Lear jet. Probably get there an hour and a half. Hour and a half, two hours. Nigga, he fucking watch a Marvel movie and get down to the PC. He's just like, all right, cool. Like, hey man, eventually give up the jet too. He ain't giving that. Shit. <laughs> he ain't giving up that fucking jet. Yeah, like, <laughs> you ain't going nowhere anyway. <laughs> Try it down. But a lot of people are gonna they're worrying about it. they're like yo like Vince works such a crazy schedule that like no there's they're like they've never met anyone that can keep up with Vince. 
Like, his schedule is, like, insane. And many people are worried about his health. They're like, okay, like, you don't have – you're not doing this now anymore. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, that's also true because you don't want him just laying around because then he also gets sad. Yeah, like, like depressed. Does a, does you think he was watching this Monday? Uh, no, I would, I would, I would, I would say, watching. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like, Vince, Vince is always watching somehow. They're like, if he wasn't at work, he was with the grandkids. But other than that, he was just working, like, nonstop. Like, this dude barely takes... Heike, that should be his next character. Grandpa Vince. Grandpa Vince. Like, they'll cut to him, like, just taking care of the grandkids. That should be mad funny. I'm like, yo, like, are you, like, are we inducting Vince into the Hall of Fame? Mm. <clears throat> I think, I think he gets one. Because I think is I think that's why I said I think the the plan was like he told him heads up like yo let's go away now yeah let the, let the heat die down because then we can bring you back gradually and especially for the Hall of Fame induction have him just have him open the show up and like welcome to WrestleMania last give him week. one last Mania pop you right yeah like like why not and I think it'll I I it sucks um. Because Netflix did pull, uh, they, they were deep, deep, deep into post production. Like they were ready. Yeah, that's to, a lot of money they wasted. And they're like, "Oh, we're not going to air this." I'm like, "Yo, you just you have to." They're not. The, the block you, is hot. Like, yo, this is if this is the time to air this, it's now while it's on while it's on the high end, because you're going to get those views. Yeah, you definitely going to get some some eyeballs. On Everybody's going to be like, "Yo, hold up, hold up." Um, this is happening? Okay. Like, even if you want to maybe film a little extra and be like, all right, cool, this is the this is the extra take. Because I think they finished everything up for uh, for WrestleMania. And um, I remember what, during that time, that's when I said, I was like, I saw some signs that said uh, Netflix documentary crew. And I was like, what? What the fuck is this? And I, mm-hmm. I found a sheet of paper um, at, you know, in Dallas, like at, at, at the stadium. And I'm like, hold up, what? Is this like a little Easter egg? Like someone dropped this? Like what's going on? That's when I found out like they were doing that. And they're also doing a, a biopic of Vince McMahon that they've been working on. Yeah, I know that um, Bradley Cooper was supposed to star as Vince. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, like, if this is a time to cash in, like controversy, good pub- this is This is good publicity. you're gonna get get that attention everyone is gonna fucking want to watch this shit you think you you think uh people who who felt some type of way about oj didn't want to watch that documentary the one with cubic gooden nah yeah well that was the 30 for 30 but also at the same time when they did the cubic gooden jr one everyone watched that that shit had high ratings that shit did have high ratings fx never get ratings yeah, so let's not shy away. Like, yo, you putting content out there, you damn well. Oh, it's not a good time. You know, uh, people might feel some type of way. Like, it's yeah. all, I mean. If it was another company um, outside of Netflix, because the block is hot on Netflix too right now. That's why. Pussies. They, they, they like, all right, man. We already Pussies. dealing with um, some other shit. Like, if, that was, if that was like Apple. Amazon, they probably would have it. Yeah, because yeah, to... they put all that fucking money in production. That's wasted money. It is wasted money. Like, oh, we can't air this anymore. 
motherfucker, you about ninety percent done. Just finish. That's what I was just about to say the same shit. I'm like, you over here losing subscribers, but now nah, nah, we can't air this. Oh no, nah, we can't do this. Like we we gotta wait with the Dave Chappelle thing. Now nah, they want they want our heads. We can't like yo, my man, stop being a pussy. They try to do the same thing, one man Andrew Schultz. Like nah, like enough with this shit. Well, he oh, got beat too, Mister Schultz. What was that? I said Mr. Schultz got beef too with Netflix. No, well he did uh his whole stand-up, he had uh you know, he made some like abortion jokes and stuff like that. And Netflix didn't want to air him after that, you know, everything's been, you know, recorded. And he they were just like, yo, we, we we're not gonna do this, we need to change this. He's like, fuck that. Like, I'm like, not you put you put your camera there, you press record, you're gonna stream this That's shit. All it is. <laughs> and <laughs> he took he 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 bought the rights. He bought it. Um, he he bought his tape back from uh from Netflix. He put literally his life savings in it into it, and he's made three uh triple quadruple his money now. Like I think for probably maybe another week towards the end of the week, I think mm-hmm. you can still buy it on his website. I think it's like ten fifteen bucks when you have it. You have it for life. So if you want to go ahead and share it with your friends, go for it. Um, but they. Enough with this. Yeah, because then they just gonna they gonna run you gonna run yourself out of options. Yeah, like they're just like especially when it comes to certain things, everyone just feels some type of way. Everyone, oh, I, I can't do this. Uh, I I I don't feel included. Oh no, he said something about black beans. I like pickles. <laughs> this can't. <laughs> like. Like and I, I don't know how it is. Um, excuse me to my Caucasian and uh, viewers, but like, yeah, motherfuckers are the ones stirring shit up for no damn reason. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Just putting it out there. Like enough's enough. Like I, I don't think I've ever imagined growing up in a fucking world and society that's just been literally full of fucking pussies. Granted, there's a time and a place where it's like, all right. Nah, you know what also it is? It's Twitter. Oh, because I, like the the Twitter the Twitter crybabies have like banded together. So if somebody's mad, then they all mad. Yeah, and this whole bullshit cancer culture. Like mm-hmm. they're they're a fucking cancer. Like in, enough with this shit. I'm I'm kind of like I, this is like one of those times that I'm glad. I'm not a teacher. I'm, I'm glad I'm not a celebrity. I'm too vocal and flagrant to to really give a shit. I was gonna say, um, you stupid. I was gonna say, what do you guys think? Um, Triple H is gonna bring new to the product, or what do you like? What do you think like his vision might entail? I still think we're gonna get that nice grungy feel back. Okay. Um. You're gonna have some of those. I think you're what you what we saw in NXT. I think the longer the long term booking, um, I think is gonna be a, a big factor. Um, Which is needed. We need long term booking. Yeah, like it's sometimes I feel like a lot of the things just get rushed. Nigga, I'll fucking pop for the fucking Eddie Guerrero shirt on here. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, that was that that was the you want to talk about long term booking. That was that was the best booking uh, Easter egg that I think if you know you know having Rhea Ripley come back wearing an I'm your poppy shirt 
and having having to go at it with uh, uh, Mysterio's girl, knowing that hey, Buddy Murphy is my man. Like I I popped when I saw that shit. Yeah, like you know, you know the meme, you know that 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 meme you see with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from uh, Once Upon a Time. Oh, with the finger. Yeah, like that. This is like holy oh, shit. Oh, they put that in there. <laughs> five stars, five stars, five stars. Yeah, those those are three of uh, Triple H's phase right there. They, yeah, the Judgment Day is about to take off. Um, they 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 still need. I mean, and, and no, fuck, fuck Judgment Day. Finn about to take off, nigga. Nah, if nah the leader, the leader, stock, nigga, I would have brought Finn nah, stock. The leader of that is Rhea Ripley. Before that, before she was there, wasn't there. They was not being shown on TV. So she no, I'm talking about now that Triple H got the book, he can finally book Finn to whatever he want to do now. He can, yeah, Finn's gonna do what he's gonna do. But best believe the star of that show, of that group, is Rhea Ripley. Hmm. Hands down. Elaborate. I'm intrigued. Before, before she, before even when Vince was there, before um her injuries, she was booked to face Bianca for the title. Yeah, I remember. Now they're gonna have a. Obviously, they had a head in front. Of Judgment Day, that was she was handpicked by Edge, yeah, to be in that group. The rest of the year going forward, they're gonna rock her. Soon, soon as Triple H, she's everybody knows she's a favorite of Triple H's, like Rhea Ripley. You see what happened when Triple H had to book NXT and when she was the champ. Well, that's true. Well, Priest and Finn do their thing, of course, of course, no doubt about it. I'm pretty sure Triple H is gonna be like, "Don't worry, I got you back, Finn." For you know when you was the universal champ, and I, I got you back for these four fucking four or five years. Yeah, <laughs> but but the future, Rhea Ripley, she's like what 24, 25 years old. Well, yeah, twenty five, I think. She's out of here. Yeah, I remember when she came up during the uh, the what was it the the classic with the May Young classic. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when she came. She, I remember the, the the sweet Australian girl. And she was what twenty twenty one at the time, and she was already a beast. Yeah, they was comparing her to Charlotte then. Yeah, they like, was like, okay, she's up and coming. The same thing with Bianca Belair at the time. I was like, yo, they they're showcasing some fucking talent out here. And then another thing, you know, I know we're saying people that's gonna get trapped. Some people, you know, was complaining that oh, since oh this person didn't win the NXT title when Triple H was running things, oh it's gonna be quiet when I'm on the main roster. Like if they didn't go through the pipeline through no. the nah, you only got one title, and plus he didn't really want to have like a flip flopping like. No, you didn't need that. So again, and I've always say this. I say this all the time. Sometimes you don't need a title to solidify your your yeah, your place you. in the company. True, it's true. People complain about oh, but Bianca didn't win the title in NXT. Bianca's a two time fucking champ. She just There's be half the whole You think she care about having the NXT title? It wasn't her time then. Wasn't that like still around like the Oscar Ember Moon? Yeah, yeah. That was when the 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 NXT the women's division was the most stacked women's division for yeah. all the time. Where everybody got everybody got love. Man, you think acts right now, Shayna Baszler? I'd rather have Bianca's career and had the NXT title or my career. Yo, like I'm everybody want Bianca's career right now. I want right now. I just want this the women's division to flourish to where it was because. It's gotten whacked. The shit got fucking stale. It's gotten horrible to watch. Yeah, it's gotten bad. It's gotten bad. Like they were there. They regressed the last year and a half back to like 2007. He's not like, lying. He's telling us some real shit. 
Like it's been bad. Like at, at one point, like it yo, like you you had the talent. Like again, Shayna Baszler, like what what have you done? Like what have they been able to to, to give her? Nothing. Nothing. Even when they, they, they got the split between her and Nia Jax. Nothing. Nothing. Oscar, fucking beast. She, nothing. She was, now she got something, but still. Well, I want to say Oscar, nothing. What? Oscar, Oscar, Oscar was, Oscar was what Roman was is is right now. But a lot of people need to stop comparing with the Oscar winning streak of her having that winning streak and thinking that was going to happen on the main roster. That was well, never going to no, happen. No, I no, and I, I people you know, but people get too hung up on that yes. winning streak. Winning streaks, especially winning streaks in wrestling. Period. Don't the Goldberg shit. effect, what I call it. Yes, is overrated. Period. I agree. People get cool. People and then people complain. Oh, this person's dominating too much. Oh, but do you want her to have the winning streak, or do you like what do you want? It's Uchiwali or one mic. So like, people got like, come on, y'all can't complain about a winning streak all the time. It's it's a bit overrated because y'all complain about that with Goldberg. I agree, but I'm not. I don't want to compare. I want to clarify. Like I don't want to compare what Asuka did in terms of the winning streak. I'm talking about just the booking purpose of it because. There's not one time, as as dominant as she was during that streak, there was not one time that whoever she faced did not give a, a good match. Like, the storylines that were told, like, obviously they made her look strong, mm-hmm. but damn well, like, the matches that were put together was was nothing short but phenomenal. The same way that they, they've been booking Roman is just like, Yo, they're putting on some fucking great matches. Like just the story that's already being told within it, that was great. You you have her end the streak. You you have her lose the title. Cool, great. What else is next? Nothing. Nothing has been done. The only the I think the only positive thing that I can honestly see that we've had with the tag team with her and um. Well, just in, in general with the what we've had with wrestling in the past, um. I want to say probably within the last two years, generally, apart from Bianca getting winning that title in Tampa, after you know, like uh, that first WrestleMania um, after COVID. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, the biggest storyline that I could probably tell you we had after that was Liv Morgan, you know, getting that underdog story and her winning the uh, the briefcase. Other than that, everything else was just the same shit. It was stall. It it, it it was stale. Stalila, like it, it had not much has been done. The women's division, all around. Who you think is um? Who you think that um? Triple H is bringing back guys and girls. Who you think he got an idea of bringing back? Ooh, um. I obviously we 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 have to bring we have to bring back Mercedes and Chain. Like I mean I mean talking about. That's not he telling he telling people that's that signed elsewhere. Like who who what contracts is he waiting on? Not even not even that's people that's like signed. People that just straight free agents. You know what's so name? I didn't like when he took over, not too many people talked about. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back in WWE, Andrade. Oh yeah. Yeah. But but I'm not gonna talk, we're gonna get into that too when we talk about Tony Khan later on. But I'm talking about that's people that's not signed to a company at all. Um I would definitely, I would love to see Dakota Kai back mm-hmm. and Tegan Knox. But Tegan Knox, like, it's that's a wild card. A lot of mostly because she's been so injured prone. 
Yeah, because I, I would say what Chris said is right. Like the women's division has just become stale. There's there's been no new blood. There's been no new chances. Or just like showing like what could be like out of the women that's like death. Yeah, I think um Dakota like um Tegan Knox, I heard she has some visa issues, but um um and like probably even Candace LeRae. Yeah. Boy, is she postpartum. I'm not saying directly like that, but when they, you know, when they want to do a, like, a Becky Lynch or, like, type situation and give them a bus. Yeah. Um, um, I want to, I definitely want to see, uh, Kaylee Ray, um, stateside. You said Kaylee Ray? Kaylee Ray, I would definitely love to see. Nah, she's Ray NXT. No, but I, I, I would love to see her, like, like up on the main roster. Yeah, I think she. I think she's getting moved up, and I think Io Shirai. Because that's Io has moved up. Question, even though you know everyone's saying, "Oh, she's gonna go back to Japan." Io has was like, "That's that's not happening." Yeah, she said that's cap. Like, I don't know what you guys are hearing these uh these rumors, but that's not a thing. I feel like, like if you said no company. I feel like Karrion Cross and Scarlet might be snagged up and then brought back with the original um, entrance that they should have had the first go around. Because, like, that, that, no, main, no, no but the, one of the main problems with, with Cross was, um, I don't know if it matters now, but it's gonna matter if they go overseas. He was not backed up. Oh, uh, fuck it, just bring Scarlet. I mean, <laughs> she wasn't either. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how much that's gonna matter now because I don't know the. I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of in between. I'm, I'm in between. Between um, Scarlet and Carrion. Yeah, because like they, I, I all I saw was personally, even when they were in NXT and they, you had that presentation, all I saw was smoke and mirrors. <laughs> no, Adam Cole letting niggas know. Like I I I truly do believe that. I didn't really relate to it, but again. It's this, you know, my that's that's only my opinion. Sometimes it, what if it gets if it gets you over and everyone else loves it, by all means, my opinion at the end of the day doesn't really mean much because if you look at if you, if you were to ask me who was the who I felt was a big dud and a, a little bit overrated, if you want me to go um, back to um, even current AEW signings or or former WWE, I always. I always said it. I felt uh, Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley. I felt he was overrated. He wasn't for me. Um, even and I, I felt I like I, I like him. I appreciate him more now because it it he's back to what he was before. He was like a, you know like midway the lunatic bros. The yeah when they did the whole lunatic French and like in the he's crazy when he came up. You know, like I was like, okay, he still has that that moxie effect. I saw some of this, you know, old uh, CZW shit, and like now I, I get to appreciate a, a little bit more because he just gets to do his own thing. He's in his element, and I'm like, all right, cool, I get it. But for me, Karen Cross, like he didn't he didn't do it for me. What well, um do you think they bring back Bray and all wrong? Um. I'm very curious to see what happens, especially with Braun. Braun, I know he's 
he's doing his own thing with he's controlling uh, his own narrative. Yeah, you know, he's doing his his own thing with uh I forgot with all about Braun Strowman. He's doing his own EC3 shit. Um you know, so I don't I I felt Bray will I think Bray will definitely come back at some point in time. Yeah, cuz his beef was with Vince. Is yeah, like and I just feel like there's I didn't really. Everyone's talking about, oh, he's gonna go to AEW, and I'm like, everyone's talking about, oh, he's probably gonna be the new leader of the of the of the, the Dark Order, and I'm like, you know, but like, he, he needs to stay. You know, um, personally, um, I was also very surprised when even Cesaro, like, when he started helping, I was like, you know, I can see Cesaro coming back, taking some time off. That, that, um, that was another thing reported. A lot of people felt that if they would have knew what they knew, yeah, that happened on Friday. A lot of people never signed deals. Yeah. Oh, but I, I want I want to see Cesaro do his own thing right now. I think um at, at ROH, um, I, I think it I think it's a good move for him because because he didn't capture he didn't capture the world title during his like original run as like the no. Kings of Wrestling, right? No. Yeah, Never. so this is his first world. world this is his first run. his first major singles title. The, the um, y'all y'all seen Death of One before Dishonor? Dishonor, yeah. Mm-mm. How you felt about that match with him and um, wrestling? It was a good fucking match. Um, I think it it worked well for both characters for 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 both guys. Um, great back and forth. The you know fans were very in tune. Uh, Grisham, he held his own. You know what was the finish? Uh, what was the what was the finish? Mm-hmm. It was it was I can't remember, but it was it it wasn't anything crazy. It was a very simple finish. It was a very good climatic finish. And all I remember was you know. He gets his hand raised, and you could tell, like, genuinely, like, he was, like, stoked, and he was very ecstatic winning the title. It meant a lot. Um, I re- and then Grisham, I remember, like, they shook hands. Like, it, it looked very genuine. It, looked, it didn't look like a forced thing. Words were exchanged, and, you know, Grisham went about his way. And then all we hear about is that afterwards, he, prior to that match, he got into a verbal altercation well, mm-hmm. well you know with TK um in terms of what it was specifically like no nobody really knows like there's a lot of reports but there really I mean anything he made a do. comment the night before the event yeah he said basically they asked him you know how's your relationship with Tony Khan he said well we don't really have the relationship yeah He's because like, there's no to get in touch with him he said yeah there's no communication um, you know, there's no feedback or anything, and a lot of people took note that you know when he came out, he didn't have none of his um attire on that he usually wears to the ring. Mm-hmm. He just came out on the plane um t um because he knew he was about to do the. It wasn't even a problem with like, like necessary Cesaro, but it was like I've been your man holding it down here, and there's basically no transparency of was like what's what's going on with me in this company. Yeah. And you know he 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 felt some type of way. He wants his release, and he wasn't. I know he wasn't the only person. There's been several other um, talent that have had the same issues. That like 
you know, we're waiting for trying to get some feedback. There's coaches that apparently they can go to, but they weren't getting anything back in return. And it just felt stale. Like, hey, so am I, like, what, what, what are we doing here? And yeah. who knows if that's the same situation that's kind of going on right now with Brian Cage? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people that have been sort of, quote-unquote, pushed to Ring of Honor or that was originally with AEW, that's been, like, their main gripe yeah. with Tony Khan. Like, yeah. there's been no communication. We just get, as they say, get ghosted. Um, he leaves you on red. Yeah, leaves you on red type situation. Tony did an interview. I'm dead. They just said leave him on red. <laughs> Facts. Um, Tony did an interview with um Dan Levitar Monday, and you know they was basically asking him like, "Yo, if of of a wrestler of yours that's in your company wants to release, like, how would you go about that?" Well, he was like, "Oh, well, it depends on the wrestler." Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then then the next day. As the Triple H news, you know, breaks over the weekend. Yeah, Tony Khan goes on Busted Radio with um Bubba Ray and them, and they basically like, yo, well, you know, the Vince situation, like, how you feel about that? Uh, uh. And he basically like, well, I see a lot of stuff that's going on Twitter. You know, people are fantasy booking, and to tell you the truth, Adam Cole's not leaving for five years, and, and Alistair Black. And then everybody's like, uh, where that come from? Like, why you mention them two people? <laughs> like, like, what's good? Like, this Triple H news got you this this vex? Yeah. It was like, damn, shit didn't even happen yet. You already? Because he know honestly, because he literally got at least three people Triple H at least thought would be upper or mid or main event talent. Cole, yeah, but it... Keith Lee, and um, fuck. Nah, and Andrade, and it was just like, it was and like damn, it was like damn. How you mention it? You just mentioned they contract deals like this. Yeah, yeah that's crazy right there. It's like, it was like, all right, man, yo, Triple H didn't do nothing yet. You already getting this. No, this you know. Also, you know what he did that too. It's kind of like 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 NBA GMs were trade. He's like, yo, they got five years. So yeah. WWE knowing that they got five years, if you do want to use code, you're gonna have to work on a partnership. Yeah. Or like exchanging of a talent. So basically Tony Khan was like, We got cold, but y'all could come and offer and then we could talk something out. Nah, I don't think he I don't think he went to no offers or anything. He was like, no, playing no nah, honestly, bro. I think even with Triple H taking over, I think if I don't think we'll get it whenever we get that moment of AEW and WWE finally having a talent exchange, that shit is gonna blow the roof off. Whatever happens. And it's always the it's always the talent you don't think it. Nobody thought Cody Rhodes. Nobody could have predicted Cody Rhodes was gonna be in WWE. No, because like you said, like they got most of Triple H NXT crew down there. You don't think he want to use Adam Cole and the fucking and the Undisputed Era? Tell him bring the Bucks. I'm I'm pretty sure he does, but he got he got a Triple H got a lot of things to worry about. No, nah, he got a, that's what I'm saying. It, it, this this like talent exchange, I don't think that'll be happening until at least like after this year's WrestleMania. If that, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think no talent exchange is going because, like we just said, Triple H, he also got to work on WWE first right now. He has to build up everything at the top. It ain't the time they're playing Tea Party with Tony Khan. 
Yeah, because I don't know. Maybe Tony seen over the weekend. Everybody was like, oh, they throw over reports. You know, people in AEW, if they would have knew Triple H was taking over, they would never sign deals. He, he's getting, he getting vexed over this? Nah, he was. Because you remember, like, like, Tony Khan was... Because Tony Khan, as, as once... Since he's been in the wrestling game, he's been like the the cool new neighbor because he was supposed to, he's supposed to be the the anti Vince. Yeah, I'm young. You can do shit. Hey, I want to play Twitch. Y'all want to vlog? Just wrestle. You we all have a good bro. time over here. Yeah, I think a lot of people concerned is with uh, lately all the stuff that if you notice this year AEW everything that's been focused has not been on AEW. It's like no. we bought Ring of Honor. We did. Nah, this, this year you you kind of right. The in ring talent and the storylines from AEW has been very subpar. It's 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 been like a and you know a lot of people even people that's pro AEW like Melton them they've been criticizing stuff lately like you know people dropped the ball they've been dropping the ball so it's like well yeah, I, were, even in the last episode I said the same thing and I was just and I came out and said I was like is this is I think this whole podcast is gonna make me sound like Jim Cornette. <laughs> but see, see, Chris, that's even another thing. It's like even if you do a little criticism, it's like, oh, like it's like anybody can get criticized in wrestling. Oh, I know what you mean. People say act like AEW can't get criticized. Yeah, it's like yo, yeah, they always they're the best talent. They they have the best wrestlers in the world. What are you talking about? That's that WWE talk. You, 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 <laughs> yo, you're disrespecting. Yo. You're disrespecting AEW. AEW is the best. Once you're in the major leagues, everybody gets criticized. ECW, yeah. WCW, everybody, TNA. You got everybody got to get hit with criticism. It calls to be the balls. But this is, I think, and this is the part, I think they're going to, if they don't shape up, mm-hmm. it's going to hurt them. Because at the beginning, it was fresh when we, you got wrestling. And I think that's what it was. And I think you 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 catered to people that's like, I just want to see. I just want to see these fantasy uh, bookings. That's all it was. Want to see some good in ring work. That's and that's literally all it was. It was more like, oh, I just want to see Kenny Omega and I want to see Daniel Bryan. I want to see them go at it. And it's like, okay, cool. You want to see all these matches, but how do you put all of this stuff together? You can't just put it out there and not work. And I said, and I was like, that's one thing that. You people need to understand and realize and really appreciate what WWE does. What Vince McMahon did was he sold it, he hyped it, he he told the story from the beginning to the end. And if you didn't know what was going on, guess what? Before that match, you got video package. You got that video package that's gonna just give you oh oh man yeah I remember okay cool no different than. When UFC does their their video package and their promos for for a hype up fight, you show you see these motherfuckers training, you see the press conference, you see them giving them their their two cents in. That's how you build the fight. And I think AEW has not reached that part yet. I think the only time we've gotten that very few times. Now you're right about that. They have they have not really. They have not really expanded on like that notion of making a big fight even bigger. No, I think the only time we've gotten that notion was uh, Punk and um, MJF, and I think with some of the with some of the stuff that uh, um, with when we had the uh, the inner circle. Yeah, 
like that was that was basically as much as I can remember. There hasn't been like that long term storytelling. It was like, okay, cool. So we have a program for the uh, for the next two months, and then boom, we have a live um, a live uh, you know TV special, and that's all odds are done. And then we're gonna move on. Uh, yeah, this condition since since the, since the MJF shit happened. What's been the main storyline at AEW? Uh, the champion not being hurt, <laughs> bro. I can't even tell you, like I said, because honestly, yeah. after Punk got hurt, I did. I have kind of like taken a step back from AEW just because like nothing has like really. Because what my people attention. would say, what people would say was probably what um the Jericho Society versus um Eddie Kingston was like. Yeah, like that was that was probably the the one storyline that really made difference, and then they carry that on to um Blood and Guts. And then they had two back to black blow up matches. That was it. Other than that, and then and one of them did blow up. Yeah. <laughs> but then them putting they, then also they put together. Um, oh my god! Why am I drew a blank? Um, oh yeah, the them putting together the Blackpool uh, Combat Club, which I love. I, I I think you can't you couldn't find a better group than that. I think that, that's 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 a bomb faction right there. Yeah, like it's just like fuck yeah, this is gonna fucking kick ass, you know. But they're really they they don't have storylines. They're doing uh, the the Christian and Jungle Boy, which which was long overdue. Yeah, I like I like Jungle Boy's um promo last night. Yeah, like that, and like I feel like this is finally we're also finally getting Christian. Like they're finally using him because before it was just like, no, oh, you brought this, you brought my man's back, not to come back and, and and just be a side manager. Like he's being wasted. Like he's at the end already. His career. He has a second life. Like use it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And they know, pay. They pay Christian top dollar too. Exactly. That he's getting that dollar dollar. Christian getting top dollar. Yeah, he's, getting, he's one of the highest paid people in the company. He's getting paid. So, I did not know that. No one that Cody Rhodes left. Yo, I did not know that. Anybody that's um an ex-WWE person is getting paid over a million. Now I know why Cody Rhodes left. It was fucking Christian. He was like, yo, I want to be paid above Christian. I don't know, Cody. Like, I ain't fucking, I'm out. They're like, eh, I mean, I don't know. Christian brings in, you know, Christian brings in his longevity, Cody. Cody is like, all right, fuck it. Connecticut. I'm coming home, baby. I think, is I believe Jericho is, could possibly still be top earner. Him and, him and Pump are the two top earners. They get paid over, like, close to, like, four or five mil. Woo! My boy um, Punk. Ambro- um, I know Ambrose is making about three mil. Um, no, he's making about six. Not, not. Punk is getting paid the most, him and Jericho. Well, oh, well, I'm not talking about like Ambrose. I know Ambrose was like maybe something like five or six mil. Yeah, them two, three, them three right there is the top three earners for sure. And then it's like Kenny and the Bucks. And Brian. And then like Brian and um, Sting. I know that they gave MJF a little bonus because of the whole squabble backstage shit. They gave him like a one $1 million bonus type shit. Oh, like, nice? and they gave and they gave him his own book. So it's 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 supposedly uh let's see TK said oh let's see how this goes you running your own book yeah until your contract runs out in twenty twenty four. Oh, he gave him like a little little side venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him a little yeah. sign, sign just to keep him happy type shit. 
But yeah, that's the shit that Cody Rhodes is like, yo, you know, a couple of names getting money. I think even Mark Henry and um Big Show getting over a million. Yeah, they were like, so what, what am I getting? Oh, you getting you getting a handshake deal? Yeah, <laughs> like a hot dog and a handshake. Yeah, it's just like, all right, cool. So this 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 ain't happening then. You know what's funny as fuck? Seeing Cody go to WWE, they really did make him a bigger star. <laughs> he, he just looks like a whole different, like, he's still saying Cody Rose, but he just comes with a little more weight. You see how they got the SPs? That's what yeah, I'm saying, bro. bro. <laughs> I was like, look at this he motherfucker. Like Oscar. It was like, best ever day you've ever made. Cody Rose was like, yes. He's like, you, you, know. Know that was, you knew that was, that was going to end up happening. But it's all, I, I, I'm always very curious when it comes to the SPs, like, Who's voting for these? Nah, that, I, I'm pretty sure that was that. They probably asked like whoever from WWE, like yo, for bust WWE moment. Who we giving it to? Uh, because like yo, going. the SPs are the most biased fan favorite. They, they, they got real sports to watch. They, they can't watch fucking WWE. <laughs> no, 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 but just even in general, like you, they'll have like moments and they'll be like, oh, the best game, babe, best this, and it's just like, oh, the championship team. Who was the best? Team of the century, uh, the team of the year, and I'm just like, come on, you know this is how this is gonna fucking swing. Yeah, you know they give it to the obvious because it's like obviously they gave like yeah, yeah and you know for a fact there's, there's there would have been like let's say it would have been like oh performance of the year, there probably would have you you probably would have put Steph Curry and nah they probably gave that shit to Cody nigga to who Cody no 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 I'm just talking about just in general like you put a hot name oh. Big, well-known household name. Now I'm talking and about like, SPs too, because if, if they have like a WWE, well, this nigga fucking wrestled with a fucking torn pack. Yeah, they like, get, if we so keeping it funky, get, funky, that's fucking performance own, of the year. They get their own um section WWE, so it's like <laughs> the best WWE moment of the year. No, but not even just that. I'm talking about just even in general, like with some of the, the other, um, like other like nominees and other awards. You're just like, bro, we already know where this is gonna go. Yeah, there's no upsets happening. It's not like, oh, this is... No, very rarely it's like, oh, man, like they really got a shot. It's like, oh, team of the year, who's it going to be? Oh, let me guess. It's probably going to be... The, you're already going to be like, it's, it's probably going to be the Warriors. You could have easily been like, yo, could have been the Rams. Oh, no. <laughs> He's stupid. It could have been the Rams. <laughs> it could have been the Rams. Oh, no, it's going to go be the Golden State Warriors. And I was like, oh, look at that. Shocker. Oh uh, man. Um but yeah. We do we got I'm I'm Chris, I'm surprised you ain't go to some some slam this year. Nashville. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm 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 in, I've been enjoying my beach days. <laughs> I feel you. It's summertime. I'm out here looking like a nice little yeah. got the nice tan. Yeah, got the nice tan. You know, embracing my my brown Latino roots, getting some yeah. color. I've, that's I've, that's that's all I've been. I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm I'm just trying I'm trying to be uh, low key. Enjoy enjoy the summertime. It's like the first full summer I, I feel like been able to enjoy. I have to deal with stuff. Just like, yo, I'm gonna just head out to the beach. All right, so we do got SummerSlam this Saturday. Um. Mm-hmm. Any um, I guess go down rundown predictions for the nights. Honestly, I'm thankfully it's a Saturday show, and I'm I'm just looking to be the sports entertained because I got a I got a prediction. Go ahead. Um, I have the British Bulldog going over Bret Hart for the oh god, 
Mr. SummerSlam, Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I, I honestly feel um, it's the you know the British Bulldog can definitely come over. He can definitely get over this match, and I, I see him. Um, I, I see him winning on a roll up. Oh, I thought he was getting over at Clash. No, 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 no. Um, I think I they were saving it for the home show. No, I think you, you gotta. You want him to go win as champion. Drew to go win as Clash as champion. The hometown no. favorite. No, 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 no. He's uh, Drew. Drew's gonna end up winning it. But you know, I, again, that was a huge fail. And I said this. I'm a, and I'm gonna keep repeating myself like a broken record. The fact that they they revealed um Roman's next three opponents back after after Mania was the dumbest thing they could have ever fucking done. I don't care who it was. Yeah, even if they had to sell tickets, it was stupid. And I'm glad that none of those matches... I, I mean, other matches that went up not happening. None of those went up the window. And, you none know, of those like, matches got to happen. Um, the Riddle Roman uh, match, like, that got put in SmackDown, which was which happened to be a, a, a really great match. Really great match. But the fact that that match never happened at Money in the Bank, not happening at SummerSlam, like, it, it had to be done. Like, who the fuck... You, you, we know that there's a course, but the fact that you're already telling me, yeah, these are the next three matches he's gonna have, it's like, dude, like you already, we just gave the finish away. Yeah, but that, that, that would be another thing that probably change under the Vince regime of who's leaking stuff and shit like that. Yo, like, who's the rat? Yeah, like yeah, who's like start putting shit out there and see who's like who's the one that's leaking stuff out. Yeah, the dirt sheets can't wait to, you know, they can't wait to report shit. Yeah, you already know fucking Dave Meltzer's always like, oh, I want to, let me see what lies I can tell today. It's like, bro, you, out of 10 things you'll say, you'll be lucky to get one. He's on the lying streak this year. My man is like, he's he's on the Babe Ruth trail right now. He's on the Sultan of Lies. (laughs) Stupid. Um, There's one thing that did happen. Um, SummerSlam wise, Seth Rollins was supposed to face Riddle. Yeah, Riddle that's... got Faye Bade hurt. Um, uh, Kayfay hurt. Uh, then now yeah. Seth Rollins supposed to face a mystery partner. Who y'all think that is? The speculations of I think people were saying that it could that it could be uh Johnny Wrestling. Yeah, I can see that. I seen that Bray. Um, because I think it, I think it would. It, it would suck. Like, hey, we're pulling him out, and I, I think it's it's good that they they they're pulling the Seth match. I think there's more time to really make something out of it. Yeah, I think they said they're moving that to Clash. Yeah, I think there's 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 more there's more to tell the story than just to kind of like really kill it just now. You know? I know that um Edge was supposed to be on the card. Yeah, and then we that's kind of like um up in the air. We don't know anything about Edge. Um I'm him and Beth Phoenix. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm like really glad that and it it just sucks because like we're getting this match now um Roman and, and Brock. Yeah. Um they they've it's too clutter. Um I felt like if they really wanted to make this match happen it could have easily been, hey, let's probably, you know, 
hold it down to the end of the year pay-per-view or or maybe SummerSlam. I mean, not SummerSlam, uh, Royal Rumble next year. And again, just give it some time to like really breathe. And obviously, you know, Cody being now, I think they had to pull the, the trigger of bringing, um, you know, Brock back mm-hmm. as, as early as they did. But yeah, because, think- well, initially it was supposed to be Randy Roman. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, I think this Brock and Roman matchup has, like, I think it's run its course. It's, yeah, this is, this is it's, too, Max it's too much too soon. You know, like, this, like, you needed some time to, like, really stretch it out, really milk it. But I'm glad, like, the fact that it's like, hey, this is last man standing. This should be it for for the for the foreseeable future. This is it. Yeah, I don't think Triple H putting that back on the car. I need something. No, like you, there's no need, and I think it you, you're doing a disservice for both guys. This yeah, isn't yeah. like the territorial days, the TV non TV days, where these guys will probably wrestle each other 15 times throughout the whole year. Like we don't we don't need that, bruh. Yeah. Um, my match of the night, and they've been dominant just as long as Roman, the Usos, Street Profit. Yes. And Double J is going to be the special guest referee. Double Jizzy. I'll keep it a buck. If that match, I, I feel like you're doing a disservice if that Yo, match- you know what's crazy? You remember that promo back when, um, when Vince brought WCW? Yeah. And he was like, how Jeff Jarrett is like FI or whatever. It's crazy yeah. that Jeff Jarrett like outlasted Vince McMahon on WWE TV. Yeah. Hey man, they, they saying they, they saying this is the year of Double J. He's doing Flair's last match. Yeah, he's, they're they're both in Nashville, so he's doing he's doing the 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 he's doing SummerSlam Saturday, and then Sunday night he's doing the Flair match. And like I said, said last two episodes ago, he took over the live events for WWE. Double J's getting them checks. There you go. <laughs> double J getting them checks. You're fucking stupid. He's getting double paid. The king of the mountain. Um, but I, I, I would definitely say this. Uh, I think for the undisputed tag team titles, that I, I feel like that match uh, should open up. Set the tone. I think it should set the tone. Um, I don't think they, I don't think they should co-main event. I feel like if you really want to give. That's that's been probably like their biggest buildup. You want to be able to get that curtain match really set the tone and have them have their own, like have them have their own spotlight on the on the card. And you know why? Also, just me. I hope the street profits wins. But if the Usos lose all night, they're gonna be pointing to camera to Roman, and he's gonna be paranoid all night. Yeah. Or thinking he gonna lose his titles like his cousins. Yeah, yeah, just building that up, even though a lot of people, you know, we all think Roman's going to win. But just that whole, you know, the empire is crumbling. We losing the belts one by one type situation. So you think the Prophet or, or you think... Uh... I mean, the Prophet's got to win. This they, they, this is the only people, the only team they can't get over. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I think, and I think they need like a big win. Okay. Would you be disappointed if they lose? Yeah, unless they do... Uh, uh, last time only at Clash type situation. Like we gotta go at it one more time. Yeah, like if yeah, this is your last chance. Y'all can never get a title opportunity type of shit. You know, stipulation they be doing. I would, I would be, I would be okay with that. Because who else? Who do, who do you? Who do you have? 
Alpha Academy. Like, like there's there's no there's no build up there. Like, yeah. Even if you even if they were the next in line, that's a huge. Like, that's a, yeah. Like it's the free prop is super over right now. Yeah, like those. It's crazy, but like you have that's your only that's your only team you have right now. That's hot. Like that's your only. Yeah, team. like you don't have anyone. Alpha, like. The office is pretty much the only team that you can come up with afterwards, but that they're nowhere near a selling capability. Like if if you want me to say, hey, where do you put them? I was like, this is a live show uh, match. If you want to throw a title in there, then do it. But is it pay per view worthy? Yeah, not at the moment from a story standpoint. Um, no. So what? You, what? So what? You have the Usos winning, or they? Um, or the the last opportunity at Clash. I would like I, I would like to have that last opportunity at Clash, and then like if you really wanted um to send the the crowd home happy, I think you'll have the Street Profit hang out with know. Drew. Yeah, like be like, all right, cool. You know what? We're gonna do the title change. Let's mm. let's, let's make this happen because. Again, I, I don't see as much as if, let's say, if Drew and Roman is going to happen, I don't think Drew will be over. But who knows? I might be wrong. No, uh, they got Drew on the cover of the Clash. Yeah, but it don't mean he's going over. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, if they, I think yeah, that match is happening. No, that match is, yeah. But, like, you know. They, they. That that crowd's gonna be crazy. Oh, it's gonna be bananas, and it's gonna be fucking loud as fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna say because especially for a place that that hasn't doesn't really get shows that often. I think they said there's already like seventy thousand people at that show. Gonna be at that show. Yeah, the mania, dude. They sold out there within the uh, the first hour. Like that's how wild it is. Damn, that's how that sound. That sound like. Yeah, on paper, I'm just on. Um, <laughs> nah, because it'd, it'd be like, I'll never forget, like, the Detroit fucking WrestleMania. It was like, tickets sold out in 12 minutes. I was like, who the f- I was like, Ooh, how do you know the fucking shit sold out in 12 minutes? Yeah. What did you, it's also like, this is the first, the first, uh, UK pay per view since 92 SummerSlam. God yeah, damn. Yeah. And I think they're, like, it's, they're, they're overdue. Let's be honest. Like, Way over. Nigga, that's two decades. Like, there, I would, I know people in uh, in the UK want it, but I think, like, it's time that a, a WrestleMania happens. It would just, it just, it just have to figure out on, like, the, um, you know, like, the time zone. And, no, like, it's, like a, it, it's, it'll be the same thing, so. A word? All right, I, I'm not too good with, so like. So, for us, so, it, it would kind of come out as a. Uh, Almost very similar. If you had a Saudi, uh, a Saudi match, so like like that mid that mid afternoon type start. Yo, you exactly like you still want to do a, a two nights, do a twelve thirty. Uh, it'll be twelve thirty Eastern. It'll be a nine nine thirty um, West Coast. But to say you know, I can wake up on a normal time at nine a.m. and be like, I can watch WrestleMania, have the rest of my afternoon. I think, like. That's a cool trade-off for a year. Because I, rem- I remember fucking watching WrestleMania back when I was a kid where 
these shit started at two, three, or four o'clock in the afternoon. It was done by eight. And it was done by eight. You had your whole afternoon, and then you know, like, hey, I didn't do my homework this weekend. Let me just, you know, finish up these little last assignments. Procrastinate. Like you were good. Yeah, I think that depending how clash goes, and if it's a major, major success, that probably Mania Forty One will be um going going overseas. Yeah. Yeah, they know they do deserve one. I'm surprised they went with Philly for forty. Okay, yeah, me, me too, nigga. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I didn't I did not I did not see that happening. I know a couple of years ago there I know they made a bid. Um so I was actually very surprised that hey because Philly get cold around that time. Philly had some shitty weather. We don't because mainly is usually what like first week of April. Yeah, it's gonna be uh April seventh and eighth. Of um, 2024. Up in some Philly. So they've uh, they've already announced dates, and I'm like, uh, we're gonna see some weather manipulation. People were saying that um, they should throw Paul Heyman in the hole that year. Nah, honestly, that that that'll be perfect. It just depends on if the man with three H's decides that it's it needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he, 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 I mean, he's rolling with him all weekend, side by side. But you know how Triple H get down. <laughs> Nobody can't have too much shine. <laughs> all, right. Oh. all right, y'all ain't showing. Y'all ain't getting that much shine. Exactly, nigga. <laughs> Just like, hey, Paul, you ain't, you ain't gonna be you and your fucking bingo hall homies ain't gonna be out shining me. <laughs> but you know what's also still wild, and I'm kind of just thinking about this shit now. What's up? It's been, I want to say, it's been, what, like two, three years? When was the last time we've had the Intercontinental title defended on, like, pay-per-view? Hey, I forgot all about that title. I forgot all about a lot of titles. I think, honestly, they're not going to do it to me, but I think there needs to be, like, a reset. I mean, the perfect person got the title right now. Yeah. I see title. Who? But it's Gunter. Walter. On this See, show, I didn't even know that, nigga. Yo, I did not know that. He, I he, literally he, did not know that. He be he be ricochet for that shit for like two weeks ago. They got. I literally did not know that. Yeah, they loving they Gunter on SmackDown. See, I'll be cool with Gunter, and look, that was a Triple H signing, so I'm pretty sure he'll he'll be in he'll be in good hands. Do we do we do we see some names reverted back? Mm, I don't know. That's interesting. I, I don't know. Nah, Tommaso definitely getting that Champa back. Champa um, is definitely coming back. Um, do we finally get Pete Dunn like a hot, like hot and center? Unless they they do the trickery and throw the Pete Butch Dunn. Yeah, because um, you know, because IP situations, they can't just do a whole rebirth. Fuck that. Like it's like I I the one thing I do appreciate. Is that they still they give them like a scrappy gimmick, and I feel like that's like uh, something that I appreciate. But we need like I I need to see Pete like Pete Dunn back. Fuck Pete Dunn. You know who I was just thinking about who hasn't been on like WWE TV like really main way. Fucking Trent Seven. Is that Trent Seven? Well, they've been um 
But I mean, like, they because you remember when him and Pete Dunn, like, those, like, when they first started, it was like, oh, these about to be mainstays of WWE programming for years to come. Pete Dunn's the only one that's been on, like, TV. Nah, but, um, Trent is with But, um, I mean, like, Trent coming overseas to, like, Raw and Smack, because they made it seem like they were going to start, like, joining the ranks and not just be, like, UK yeah. people. Yeah, I, I think they're coming over soon, though. Huh? Because um, I know Tyler Bates, um... Won the uh, the UK championship. That's long. who I mean, Tyler Bate, his running buddy. Yeah, they did. They just started a feud actually on uh, NXT UK. That's what I'm. I, they they made it seem like Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate will be like in two or three years. This is Raw and SmackDown, y'all. Like these are future prospects. And I feel like it's. I I still think it's something that's so true. Yeah, I think that I think that's happening because a lot of people from NXT UK lately been coming to NXT. Like a lot of people. Like, who knows? I, and it's it's a lot of. I think the way we're looking at this right now, it's more like, hey, where we can finally get what we should have gotten like four years ago. Okay. Right. You know, I want to be. I want to be able to see this. You know. A lot of these things go through. Like, can we finally get proper KO booking? That's like a Tyler Bay only 25 years old. Yeah. He's a young motherfucker. Like, Pete Dunn was the one that was training him. And he was young fucking too. Yeah. yeah. Pete Dunn not even 30 yet. No. <laughs> like, Kim, I want to see, see some actual factions back. I want to see the women's division come back to um, to where it is. Like, the ladies get properly booked the yeah, way they're supposed to be. Yeah, I think I the biggest thing is going to be when they when they bring people over and yeah. do, um, um, signing, re-signings, is the, the mid-card beefing up. Yeah, I want to see tag team wrestling back again. Like, that's something that we haven't... I think our last glimpse was was NXT. NXT tag team uh, was was probably at at its good point, its good peak. It's it's been stale. I, it's always like, oh well, you know, the vision is looking lame. As if you make it right, it's always you guys focus so much hard on, you know, on just singles and it's like the tag team, the, the factions. It's like, all right, cool. This is this is done with. We've lucky we've had the new day as long as we've had. That is true. They clipped the, uh, you know, like the the hurt business was gone way too soon. Has so much potential, and that probably could have like stayed a little bit longer. If... Yeah, like, like I remember Paul Heyman was like, "Yo, we have so much talent. Like, give me if I can't make this overnight. I can build these stars. Give me six months, two three months." Vince was like, "Nah, ratings are low." It's like, bro, nobody's watching. You got all this talent on catering. That you don't do anything. Nobody wants to fight for these people, and I have stuff for them. That's when you see Cedric Alexander, Andrade, uh, Liv Morgan. Like you, these people were getting burned on TV. When everyone stepped out, these motherfuckers were stepped were literally stepped up. That's true. Johnny Johnny Morrison stepped the fuck up during uh during the Thunder uh the Thunderdome era. He another person I might give you some. It's a possibility. Wait, wait, he on, wait, wait, pause. He signed with AEW, right? 
I don't think it's a I don't think it's a full AEW because I, I still think that he's still like doing his other stuff because I know he was still doing stuff at at uh, Triple Mania, which and and Triple R. That's the same thing with Andrade. Like, granted, they're on AEW, but they're still doing you know they're still doing stuff for other companies. Hey man, Andrade on the on the timer right now. He, I think he is. I think crucially for his career. And I love that they brought back. Uh, they have the the little tranquilo uh, vibe going on right now with. Hey, yeah, I seen that. Back. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. Is... Vinny, Vinny, Mac gone or not? He was on the time anyway. I was like, yo, we we got to make this happen. He definitely saying, um, Zelina, you up text? <laughs> yo, but like, you don't you don't even see her. Oh, Zelina! Nah, Zelina's um out right now. Her. No, I know, but like even before, even before the injury, like she came back, she had like a short one, and then like I remember she was like, uh, she was kind of being involved in a couple of major storylines, you know, battling for that number one contender, and then it was just like poof, shit is gone. Uh, well, see, exactly she was at Comic Con. She was at Comic Con um this weekend, representing for the Boris. But I know there was also. Uh, even speaking of Comic Con, because I know like they had a couple of AEW um, stars out there. Um, I think Taker was also out in Comic Con. Cody Rhodes with his new fresh SB. He's like, yeah, he's, <laughs> I'm rocking the gold, the peas, you know what I mean? Um, but and it was also like it was a great, interesting take because they were they were talking. Uh, they you know obviously they had to talk about Punk. And Punk gave his take about what they did with Mercedes and Trent. And he was just like, you know, like, it was disgusting how they buried her on live TV. And I think I think his take this time was off. His was off? Yeah, and I'm not talking about the Mercedes thing. I'm talking about that was pertaining to, oh, well, things change now that Triple H took over. Yeah. And he well, was, but, but yeah, you know, he still he still got venom for Triple H also. No, but it's, it's it gets to the point that even if you got smoke, all right, makes sense if you're gonna have smoke. And he was basically <laughs> talking about how Brock Lesnar left SmackDown, which nobody never seen, but Brock Lesnar was still on the show. Yeah, you can't compare that to Naomi and Sasha leaving actually the building and actually not showing up at all. Yeah, because, you know, I'll, I'll say with Brock because, like you said, we didn't know this was coming, and like yeah. you know, Brock is a special case. Vince usually calls him up, drops some money, and be like, "We need you here and there." Is like, and like we said with the with the fans, how they've been so accustomed to Vince. Brock, that's his homie. That's yeah. the only person he really wrestled for. So now he was like, "Do I really want to wrestle for somebody that's not Vince McMahon?" Like, yeah, he found out. Brock found out the same time as us. Like everybody, all the talent in the company found out same time as everybody. Yeah. The only people that knew that was that Vince was quote, quote unquote on the tie was Triple H, Nick Khan, and Stephanie. That they had the meeting, they had the call before the night before, and they're like, "Yo, this is happening," and then it was like, "Yo, what, what the fuck?" And every and everyone knows that everyone knows that Vince was the one that dealt directly with Brock in terms of negotiation. because <laughs> because you know you know Brock know what time it is. You know he about to he yeah. about to he about to job out to the Demon King. <laughs> like, no, I don't I don't even I don't even think so. And and as much as everyone sometimes even critique with Brock, like. I think the way Brock was handled, and I think we finally got accustomed to it. I think it, it was held. The, he was he was handled the way he should have been handled as an as an attraction. 
What, the yeah. second time coming back? Yeah, when he was just like, oh, well, he wins. He takes the title, you know, home. There's really nobody. And he comes back when he – so I felt like I didn't have any problems with that. You know, you give, you're you giving him, like, that's that – you would say, oh, it's a special treatment, but I feel like it was done the right way. Hey, he's kind of, like, the only person that can really do that because – he was WWE, he went to UFC, he went to a real fucking yeah. mixed martial arts and kicked ass. And I feel like they, they, they should have done that same, and you know that obviously, you know, Roman's kind of doing the same approach. But like, I, that's why I also I also criticize AEW for doing the same, for not trying to do something like that with Sting. Like Sting, oh, you brought Sting back, great. But now he just became, he was like a regular random show. Like you should have treated him uh, like the way Sting is, he's a fucking icon. Like, make up, make like, roll out the red carpet. You 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 have to be able to, to really treat him as a special attraction, and not like, hey, we're gonna book you every week. You know, it was great. It was nice. You 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 teamed him up with with Darby Allen and, and Sting. At you know, God bless him. Still at his age, you know, still was able to fucking bust out moves. But like I said, I'm leaving it all on the line. Yeah. But I feel like they they should have they should have had that treatment and and it's it's all about the presentation how you're presenting that product when to use it and when not to use it. That's real shit. You know, and I, I don't I don't know if that's you know it's gonna end up happening at some point in time if they're still gonna have uh, Brock come on. Um, I hope we don't I I hope we don't see Goldberg anymore. But God knows I was wrong. Cause I heard he was. Uh... <laughs> now I don't. Now with Triple H around, I, I think we've seen the last of Goldberg, unless it's deemed necessary. I was like, oh, because he still has some matches that he has to wrestle at least twice a year, and there were talks that, um, because again, we I we all generally don't know what happened with Brock. We don't know if it was just like, oh, Brock really left. We don't know if he was still there. There was no intentions of him leaving. Nah, he he needed a moment. He needed a moment. We we don't know. We we genuinely don't know what the fuck happened. And then you're hearing rumors that, oh, man, like, Brock is leaving um, a week before SummerSlam. How is he going to do this when, you know, when he has this huge match against Roman? You know, and they were talking about, like, oh, yeah, you know, they're probably going to have uh, Goldberg step in. I'm like, no. Hey, think it's no. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, we can get that Goldberg. Like, when are you finally going to get it, old man? This ain't your time anymore. Hey, man. I, I don't checks know keep coming. The checks keep coming. Did you guys also get a chance to see the uh, the new um, A&E bi- biography? I didn't get uh, to not, see not it yet. yet. But so, I know they got Kurt Angle coming up. I think Kurt Angle, I, I don't know who's, uh, um, who's next week. I know this past week we had the Bellas. Um, it was still a good watch. But the week before then, last, well, yeah, like pretty much like two weeks ago, we had Goldberg. And boy, it was like, it's like tragedy. And then Bret Hart obviously had to come out and put his two cents in. And you see the match, you see the, the, the spots that ended up happening. Yo, where- you know what's crazy? It's funny you just said, a, yo, Bret Hart reminds me so much of Professor X. It's not even like, <laughs> I don't know why these two remind me of each other so much. Like I feel like they just always have to have like say like what's right or just have like the last word. 
Or like they're like the moral compass. But nah, go ahead, bro. Brandon is dry humor. Yeah. Well, nah, go ahead. It just popped <laughs> um, in my head. But no, they they they, they talked about the, the spot. And, you know, he's like, I had the conversation with him. He was like, hey, I need you to, to calm down. You could do, you know, we can work. Basically, it was because at that time, Goldberg never really, he was never really allowed to do matches on his own. Like, it was more like, hey, you make him look strong. You have the ring general. He had the experienced guy, whoever he was wrestling to kind of walk him through it. And Brett came out and said, look, you can do whatever you want. Just be careful. Don't hurt me. That's all I'm asking. Whatever you want to do, we can do. Just do not fucking hurt me. <laughs> you know? And it's it's funny enough because you know how... <laughs> I, I, I And this is where I compare Bret Hart to, uh, to CM Punk. To say how you know Brett was like Goldberg was so unsafe, and mm-hmm. it's comparing uh, CM Punk to saying how Ryback was the most unsafest person he's ever wrestled, and it's kind of within you have these two fucking meatheads who was very similar in in, in in their own ways, but there's a there's a spot where uh, Bret Hart was gonna go for the sharpshooter or like a figure four leg lock on um, by one of the posts. And it's supposed to be like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna tap you so that way you can catch my leg and I'm able to, to do this move. Goldberg completely missed that spot. And you you hear the loud thump and Brett's um head smack like right on the concrete. It was like between the concrete and the post. And he, that's when Brett was like, I was like knocked out. And then he gets back in and he's like telling like, yo, we need like give me some time to kind of like recover it and milk it. This motherfucker wants to go and give him a uh a super kick with him not even like really anticipating it at the time. And then he goes and he pulls out a spear and he was like this mother. The first thing I told him, do not hurt me. <laughs> and you go on and you say it. And then they interviewed Goldberg and he was just like I did what I needed to do. I didn't think I heard him. I think it's Brett being Brett. And Brett's been saying this for years. It's like, I told this motherfucker, do not hurt me. Do that's like do not be aggressive. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> and I was like, it's unfortunate it happened to Brett, but also to remember, as people pointed out. After that situation, I always thought that was Brett's last match. This nigga was having a hardcore matches after that shit. Yeah, because like he had a couple of matches afterwards, and it was just like he's like I couldn't. It was just not. He's, he he almost kind of regret having those those matches afterwards. Oh, those like, little, those little extra ones. Those little extra matches like after that Goldberg match because he Brett retired a. Like that year after, because I remember the the match he had with Goldberg was like sometime right before Christmas, and he had only a few matches like in the two thousands, and he was like after that match he was hurt. It took him a while before he stepped back into the ring, and he had a couple of matches, but he was just like it was it was really tough for me. He was like I was like having like really bad headaches. He was kind of going through like post chronic um, concussions, 
uh, you know, symptoms. Like he was like, I, I couldn't focus. And that also like eventually ended up having, you know, ended up him having a stroke, a mild one. But we, we all remember that the, the Saudi Arabia match between Goldberg and, and Undertaker. Yeah, I remember that fucking car crash. That was, first of all, like, you concussed yourself in that match. Before the match even started, <laughs> yo, he literally almost killed that man. I was just like, yo, the Undertaker's dead right now. That could have easily been the Undertaker's last match. <laughs> yo, that, that, that sentence is mad weird. The Undertaker's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was already, like, he saw the ghost of, uh, of Paul Bearer, Paul Mooney. Nah, like, that, that one, that one was really. It, I, 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 that was like, that was one of those like really big cringe moments. Like, what the fuck? He almost took out Mark. I was just like, damn. He was trying to take him out like a Mark. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> but um. Any last thoughts, guys? I know. Um, anything? Like, want to wrap up on? Um, no. Really? Well, we can talk about the captain. I think because even though um, oh, Mets, it's the Mets fan I am. I've I've been thinking the captain is some really good TV. Excited to see these. Yeah, we got episodes three and four coming out. Um, one great take. Um, that I got from uh, episode two. You know, okay, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, because I had one take too when I was watching it, and I went to ask you. Go ahead. Yeah, so there's the part where you know he started hanging out with uh, the <laughs> and a couple of other people. That whole um, Club New York incident with the shooting. Oh, Sean. Yo, that was crazy. I was, I was in awe. He was just like, yo, like they were telling me, go, come out, come out, come out, come out, and he's like, nah, I got a game, you know, like. And he was like, and he was getting like ready to go. And he was like, last minute, he was like, you know what? I'm going to stay in. And he was like, yo, if I was there, I, my name would have been like, my name would have been in that. Like, yeah, it would have been, it would have been Diddy, J Lo, and Gina. Yeah. And Sean. And then somebody would have been like, um, so. And then Heike, if Gina was there, he probably would have got traded. Probably. Because that I remember that course that case was big and you know Stombrenner ain't trying to like deal with all that hip hop foolery infecting his Yankees he would he would have sent Jeter packing yeah yeah arbitration would have been hell yeah like that would have that would have affected him a lot and he was just like and I just love how he said it. it's like yo if if we lived if they lived in the time of social media back then, he's like, My career would have been like three years long. <laughs> the gift basket ever. He was like, I was doing my thing. But that isn't that how it should have been, and that's why the phone shit like fucks it up because it does. He was like, doing his thing. Like and like like the like the documents like document says they were young. He didn't win they won his first t- I think won the first title when he was what twenty one? Yeah, so you you win your first title in New York City as twenty one. Yeah, he had swag because what I was going to bring you up to when they was talking about the rise of the ninety six Yankees, they was like how the, that team like took over the Bronx at um 
Yeah. And so I, I was going to... Yeah, and I was gonna ask that because I, I was still, I was still, a, I was still a baby in my crib. Yeah, the nineties was it was it was all about New York sports, and it was like how every girl had like a Derek Jeter like poster yeah. in her locker, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't, I see, I didn't, I literally did not know that. I was like, oh shit, yeah. I didn't know it was that big. Girls were stalking him, all this stuff. He was like, yeah, he was like, I was going out pretty much like, you know, every night. You know, like he was out here living like, uh, like he, like, you know, Keith Fernandez. Not as he should be, bro. Honestly, if you're young, and that's what he said, like the, the, the curse of the apple. But if you're young and you are doing your thing for one of these New York sports teams, you, you're gonna want to enjoy it. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I was hanging out with Diddy, hanging out with Fat Joe. Um, you know, all these people. I think he said even said like the Yankees, like he said like I could get any ticket or whatever, like events, like they were like backdoor men. Yeah. You didn't have to you didn't have to, to, to do much. You didn't have to like break a sweat. Like, well that's Derek Jeter. That's Derek Jeter, yeah, yeah. Bring him He's in. Like, yeah. And then he felt some type of way like a lot of players do when it comes to arbitration. They're like, damn, y'all really I'm out here giving my blood, sweat, and tears, and y'all out here. Just <laughs> strike out too much, no home so, runs. He's not. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't run properly, and that's what happens. And that's why, like, I don't blame players for for be like, no, I want extra, extra, you know, extra amount, of, you know, whatever on my on my contract. Because at the end of the day, it's a business for them. That's true. In baseball, you only get like one or two contracts. Yeah, you're lucky enough to get that. Really, I was about to say you're lucky enough to get two. Yeah, not many people get to have that. You get like one big contract in baseball, and that's it. That's that's the money maker. And um, the A Rod one was uh, section was what obviously was the one that was I found very interesting. So they talked about the uh, the SI cover one. Yeah, and they were telling you know A Rod was also on the you know on the uh, the dock, and there was a point in time where they was that's when everyone was saying like. Oh yeah, you know, um, A Rod doesn't want to take uh, any more uh, photos or do any any more stories with Jeter because of one um, <coughs> one cover shoot where A Rod's like kneeling down and then Jeter's over him. him. And they were saying how A Rod didn't want to do any more of that stuff because it looks like Jeter's, um, you know, it's just above him, over over like him. Like he's over me, like I'm beneath him. And A Rod was like, I never said that. But there was some dude who was like, "Yeah, yeah," he said it. And I'm like, I- "Nah." When when the nigga said it, I was like, "Yo, that's a Rod for real." Like, I didn't even have to hear that motherfucker. But who I I I again, he was Def Cabin. He was Cabin. That was a low when he was saying like literally when the dude was saying it, I was like, I can imagine a young Alex Rodriguez saying that. A Rod was talking about he ain't saying nah. He was Cabin man. He does say that. I it's look, it, it's all hearsay. And I was just like, hmm. Two different stories here. Like, nah, because why, why would the guy say that then? Again, all hearsay. I don't. Nah, like, Malcolm was right now. A Rod was capping. When niggas said that shit, it was like, true. Come on, think about it. A Rod, anybody know A Rod better than Jeter? Man, he's little bro in him in the. the, I had that cover. I'm on that cover. I remember having that other drink with with Nomar and all of them in the. Egoritaria. Everybody knew that A Rod was the best shortstop in the league. Yeah, but also, I was like, but I think the because, like I said, me trying to piece together this because I wasn't around for it. 
wouldn't the perceived notion that Jeter was bigger is because he played in New York and he won a championship? Yeah, it definitely was. It was like, hey, Rod, you was on the Seattle Mariners. You are good, but you played for the Mariners. Like, like what we call in basketball, that was empty stats. And then a Rod, if you look at it, even at the time, he was not even the biggest star in the Mariners. It was the King Griffey. That, and that's what yeah, that's what I was like. Griffey, because Griffey had the name, mind you. At that same time, a Rod came in second in, in the uh, the MVP. What was that in ninety? Ninety six, probably ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety six or ninety seven. I believe like a Rod came in second in the MVP voting because mm-hmm. we 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 go we all know the uh, the forgettable season of of a certain um, Orioles outfielder who somehow popped fifty home runs and never did that afterwards. Ripken won it. Oh, um, Brad Anderson, Brady Brady Anderson. Yeah, Brady Anderson. Ah, yeah. Okay. Like my man, all of a sudden one year pops up fifty. And it's just like, hmm. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is what this is yeah. this is what we we about, huh? Yeah, Griffey won the MVP in '97. Um, because I remember, uh, no, I remember Juan Gonzalez won. Oh yeah, that's another the MVP in that's one hell of a baseball name, Juan Gonzalez. Juan, Juan Gonzalez won. Two, <laughs> he won two out of the three MVPs between '96 and '98. Yeah, yeah, they named they named that motherfucker correctly. So he started beating his wife. Oh shit! I did not know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that little fucking little fucking yeah. prequel yeah. Miles Bridges over there. Yeah, he was he was out here cheating and and beating his uh his wife. And at the time, your whole wife was a. Uh, that was definitely the David Justice era. Yeah, you know she was beating on Halle Berry. I was just like, man, yeah, y'all got this. That Roy was all wrong. I was like, you, you want some other shit? Well, I think um, I think we actually getting two episodes tonight, which yeah, is actually was actually better because we just getting one. But nah, as a Mets fan, the captain has been lit. It's been it was always kind of cool seeing like old like New York footage, especially like around this nineties two thousand era. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it's gonna be too fun tonight for you, T. Nah, it's alright. That was that was that was two thousand. In 2022, we'll be 2-0. Up. <laughs> nah, but it's going to be fun watching, like, that old... Because I was still a kid, like, around when the Mets won the World Series. Like, I, I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. I just remember it was, like, when the Mets, Mets World, World Series. Series? Crazy when they went to the World Series. When we played y'all in 2000. Like, I have yeah. a shirt from there. I have the Subway Series shirt. It's still in, like, my closet. It has, like, the four just... train and the seven train. Like, you know one of those I'm old straight train I, joints. I, I had that shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I still got it downstairs. Yeah, I was uh, I was a freshman in, um, in high school, I remember, when uh, when that World Series happened. And I remember every Met fan that, yeah, we, we're, we're, we're going to stick it to them. I was just like... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't know about all that. The city was on fire for that. Yeah, and a lot of it was the the rivalry that came around from just the Subway Series, um, that same season, and that was when the whole Piazza Clemens shit happened. Yeah, because a lot of people thought, you know, because the the big thing with the Mets was because they beat the Braves because they lost the year before. Yeah. And then that was um, that was a downside to to the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, that was that was the my man Ventura stepped up. Yeah, that was when he had the uh the 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 unintentional the unofficial walk off single grand slam. Oh, because they, they stopped him. They yeah, called him the dark knight. 
They was calling him Batman. Dumb yeah. And that was, uh, like, that 2000 Mets roster was, was fucking heavy, too. Yeah. Piazza. Um, yeah, you had Tazu. You had, uh, you still had the John Franco. Oh, was it? That fucking Lighter, Hampton. Um, Agardo Yeah, Ordonius was still in there. You still had, uh, uh, Turk Wendell, Dennis Cook, Benny the Jet, Agbayani. They had Edgar Alfonso. Uh, Jay Payton, which I remember. Bobby Jones. Benitez. Oh, God. Yeah, I, think Dwight, <laughs> I think Dwight Gooden was still, was, was, I think was still on that roster. Really? Uh, I didn't even know that. Ricky Ricky Henderson was on the roster. Yeah. Um, Derek Bell. Matt oh, Frankel. Daryl Hamilton. Yeah, like, that was... Uh, Rick Reed, Bobby Joe, like that was like a really stacked. That was a stacked team. Nah, but yeah, they made it to the World Series, but they ran into the buzzsaw known as the Yankees. Yeah, it was like when AI ran into the Lakers. Yeah, it was, yeah. They that's, that's like a perfect that analogy. They were really like I'm telling you, like the Bobby the, Valentine. Was that definitely? I won't say, but we. Um, it's a possibility that might not even happen this year. What for the World Series? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Nah, honestly, because what this, even though it was two games, it kind of felt for the first time because of Steve Cohen's pockets that the two teams were kind of somewhat on an equal ground. They're competing, and they're like, yeah, the, the it was. Game. It wasn't just like the the big bad Yankees playing the fucking bad news Mets. No. Like it was actually like some at least like some competition or like some 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 talent on both sides. So that's that's pretty fun. No, long shot stick it to the Braves. Hopefully, that's that's been the best thing to see in this doc. Beating the Braves, ninety six and ninety nine. As long as the Braves goes down, I'm happy. But yeah, you get to see that tonight. You get to see the Braves sweep tonight. (laughs) Oh, they losing. Nah, I'm oh, we got to beat them. All right. Yeah, nah, definitely. Like 30 minutes from Showtime. Got two episodes back to back. We got two hours of... Uh... You know what they did show, though? In the first 96-98 era? What? You know, Jeter was Day and Mariah doing that era. Mm. Mm. They were like, Mariah not going to make the cut. Nah, she, 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 wasn't, she, she, was, she wasn't letting that footage come out. And that was huge back then. Like he was just like, nah, I can't have this bitch on my show. Nah, we, we can't have Mariah. My man, like, she was writing whole albums about him. Yo, yo, my man had Derek Jeter had the all like the starting all stars of women. Like it's, it's I really did. Matt Harvey tried to be like him, but it didn't. It didn't yo, Mark. Yo, <laughs> Matt Harvey. Yo, my he tried to be like Jeter, but nah, it didn't work out too well. Yo, the, <laughs> I, I'll still never forget when he was in his feelings and he got uh, he basically got he got into his feelings. He didn't get no game. He tried to put this game. He tried to put game on this uh this model, and my man uh, Edelman came in, took one night, snagged the girl. Harvey, well, you saw this? Yeah, don't you don't you remember the, the infamous Matt Harvey went to One Oak? Oh yeah, the and, One Oak. 
I yeah, that. he was supposed to show up to the game, and everyone was worried. They're like, yo, what happened? And oh, like, yeah, that, that day when nobody could find fucking Matt Harvey. Yeah, and he was in his house. Like, he was in his house the whole time. He didn't answer, like, security. Like, everyone was, like, worried. It's like, yo, like, do we have to worry about him? Like, what's going on? Like, obviously, they, they're thinking the worst, and he's in his feelings. He's like, I don't want to go to work today. He's just like, Julius Edelman took my girl. He's like, I've been putting, I was laying down groundwork. Groundwork. His ass comes in. One day, smacks my girl, smacks my queen. And he got in his feelings. He was like, I was drunk. My man was probably out here listening to some voice to men. Like, he, he was all in his feelings. Nah, yeah. It, it was definitely sad boy I was for Matt that day. It's all right. We'll be all good. Episode 64 is in the books. We're coming at you 65. Wow. Yeah, you know. Sponsored by Jeter's X, going down in credits, you know, Mariah Carey, the Jessicas, Vanessa Manillo, Jordana Brewster. This is the Nintendo. Adriana Lima. Shorty, Shorty and Fast and Furious. You know, Vita Guerrero, like, you know. Who, which one, uh, Michelle Rodriguez or the sister? The sister, Jordana Brewster. She was, she was. Uh... Oh, G- that was Jeter too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Judah do like the mulattoes like him. <laughs> spicy he like, white. He, he like he like them fair joints. He like them Starbucks girls. Yo, <laughs> yeah. yo, A Rod, was trying to get like him. Remember, A Rod had like um this chick. Damn, I mean, he had Cameron Diaz. Then he had um. Now you're not lying because I do remember when when A Rod did come to the Yankees, they said like his like his girl shit was starting to get out of hand. I guess to like keep up or like, bro. Yeah, That's the, but I'm gonna tell you this right now. Everyone's talking about like, well, A Rod was trying to do this and other women. My time as I work with the Yankees, I would tell you the scumbag shit that I see some of these players do. Some of them did it out in the open. I remember Robinson Cano. He was one dude. This guy would have like 20 girls on the, on the list coming, getting tickets, and I'm just like, yo, I remember. <laughs> He's on the with Will Cole. Um, will call. Like, <laughs> you got 20 yo, girls popping up the will call. Yo, these they will have there will be girls like dressed up like they were gonna go to La Marina. Yeah, because they will go to the game the and then they'll go out after. Yeah, and he would and his entourage was like two um suburbans. But I can the, see that. But the real crazy shit, and I rem- and I'll still never forget this. Um, side story, quick one. Um, the Yankees got Martin Prado, and um, I think he was with the the Braves at the time. We got him in a trade, and I remember um, we get one of the clubhouse guys come up, and he's like, you know, it's his uh, part for myself is one of my one of my supervisors, and he's like, hey, so we need a favor, and we're like, what's going on? Because usually, you know, he's like. I need to get tickets, but I need to get them done separately. He's like, what, what, what do you mean? So a lot of the times when you have, like, when players bring, like, friends and family um, home and away, they get seated uh, in specific sections. No, they, yeah. They're, they're uh, still- I, I know I know what this person pulled. Yeah, you already, you, you already read the tapes. Niggas and, in the NBA do that all the time. Man. Yeah, my man was just like, yo, um, his wife was, uh, was in New York. And he was just like, yo, I need you to sit my wife and my side chick in two different places. Like, I need tickets. But my side chick is bringing some of her friends. 
and <laughs> my wife is here. So I need tickets for the side chick and the friends on like the other side of the ballpark. Different level, like they can't meet. There's like say less. We got this. And I that, that whole night, I was just like, yeah, I want to see them pick up these tickets. So the wife never the, the, the wife never came to the game. The side chick did. She rolled up with two of her other female friends. And I was just like, ooh, the wife don't know. Yo, that happens in, like, yo, so many NBA players do that. <laughs> They're like, yeah, 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 not you. Yeah, because how can you pick up a, another a trifling sneaky link in a room full of other people? Mm-hmm. Then I go, do I get the VIP? Do I get to see after the locker room? You know, like, passes? Like, nah. Just, uh, just, just go home. Meet me, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you in the parking lot or, like, oh, I'll send nah, you just, to just, Washington Heights. Just go home. I'll, I'll see you there later. I got to wrap up some stuff. You know, toss men's. A little, little post-game wink-wink. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Oof. But nah, dope story, bro. We'll, we'll probably see if we can tap into that more, like some tales from the from the BX. <laughs> Where she gets down and dirty, the boogie down. <laughs> I might be making a trip up there for August for the Subway Cities. Yeah, That'll oh, be fun. Last thing, um, I heard that uh, Dwight Howard showed up at one of the uh, WWE tryouts this past weekend. You said Dwight? Dwight Howard. To work or to what? What are you doing? He was at the tryouts. He cut a promo. No way. I'll I'm send done. that I'll send that info over. You guys can just check that out. Okay. Um, but homie homie was out there. All right. This is news to me. I know they signed um Troy Palomaro's son yesterday. Who signed Troy Palomaro's son? WWE. He was in trial. He's 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 apparently Tamina's his aunt. All about the bloodline, baby. These motherfuckers all know each other. Yeah, bloodline. This don't start with them. They all they 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 all from the same island. They what's they the, they, they all know What's the next thing after a fucking table? That'll be table? yeah. I'm like table. I'm about to say now, like what's like what's bigger than the table? Because if they gonna keep coming, they gonna have the second generation of the bloodline. Shit, they gonna have a conference room. That's what it's looking like. The head of the conference room. I'm with it. I like that. Yeah, it's gonna be like you got conference room A and conference room B. The A room and the B room. That's all it is. I you always hear how when anytime they do the uh the hall of fame that you you have to give out about 120 tickets or 200 tickets at times for the whole NOI family. Like these motherfuckers go deep all the way from, from north to south Cali. I make Rudu Rodi. That shit's crazy. Yo. That's what they're like, yo. Yeah, we, we can't feed all of you. I'm gonna fucking need jobs. <laughs> He's doing it. That's a wrap for me though. Yeah, nah, he was on one. But yeah, we'll catch you guys for 65 SummerSlam recap. Keep you up and dated in the skates. And um that would definitely be past the, the trade deadline. So we'll see what our baseball teams added. Yeah, in we the got next the, couple days. We got the uh the Phil, the, the Phil Hughes uh John Carson episode next. So we got you guys. Stay safe. 
keep watching wrestling, doing your thing. Have a hot, hot boy, hot girl summer. Don't get caught up. We out here. <laughs> you already know. Spread the love. The go home show. Catch us on the Twitter.